Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling all right. And what is going on, Gorehounds? Welcome to a all new year. That's right, 2024. And we're started off right on day number one with a going more episode because you know that's how we fucking do. And, and anybody, oh, I hear me in the background. That was my uh, bad. That's all good. <laughs> But uh, anybody watching can see we have a bunch of floating heads today. Oh, yeah. We're fucking bringing it in. Chad Daddy called it our end game. But uh, it, it might end. be our beginning game. I'm not really sure if this is an end game. If it's the... <laughs> well, I meant like end game, like it's like everybody's here together. It is, dude. I feel like the Avengers have just, assembled. The Avengers bunch, have assembled. This is like, what, on your left, a bunch of portals in the background. Like, what's fucking happening? Fucking so we're going to do this episode a little different today because we have such a big old kit and caboodle. So we're going to completely skip slice of life because honestly, I feel like most of us have all been doing the same kind of thing and enjoying themselves at the end of the year. Before anything else, I do have to properly introduce y'all. Of course, my motherfucking second guy just left. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, he's back. So now that he's back, <laughs> let me give proper introductions. So we first have the Dark Lord of Knowledge, that Chad Daddy, all the way down from the Chattahoochee, Mr. Chad Christmas. What's up, bitches? Sorry, I had to go close my bedroom door. You're all good, all good. <laughs> we have the redhead of the dead, Miss Heather Dye, longtime fan and contributor to the show. Thank you for joining us, miss. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. We have a newcomer to our ranks. Mr. Scoobs, would you like to give your brethren a good shout out here? Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you my horror brother from another mother, the legendary guitar player known as the Devastator, but also known as David Bray. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. And, uh, you know, if, just to keep it simple, if you want, you can call me Betty. That's, what, you know, that's a nice Betty. name. Yes, I, love I think Betty's a good name. <laughs> that works. All right. And of course, you know him with as the host with the ghost. We like to call him Lord Scuba Caba. He's also known as the Dean of the Deceased. Give it up for Mr. Steve Vasquez. Hola, hola, como estas? And joining us all the way around from the other side of the world, we have that saucy Aussie, that doppelganger, Kangabanga, Mr. Brody Kane. I'm your new nightmare. Just kidding, it's your DKB here. How y'all fucking doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, welcome, uh, you three. It's great to have you on here. Yes. Thank you for great joining us in the new thank year you. on the first episode for the year. Uh, Appreciate it. We are up living or we are up streaming on the site. So if everybody could do a solid, give us a share. That would be fantastic. We're currently doing that myself. Like I said, we're going to skip over Slice of Life. We do not have Bob today, but we kind of do. He gave us a video. A girthy one at that. <laughs> an 11 minute video yeah so we'll have to see what bob has to say it, it could go i'm assuming he's, it's a lot of praise but we don't know i would hope so if it's not he's off the show <laughs> i mean he i'm just going off based off of his 09 friday like what he could potentially bring to the table 
I know, but it's no. it's. I d- I doubt it's that. I cu- I couldn't see it being. I couldn't see it being anything but praise. I mean, there's there's not much that doesn't. Correct. In this movie. <laughs> What's up, Mister Gallo? Gallo says there's too many people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Where is he? He's not in chat. I don't see him. Yeah, how can it popped up on the Project Louder thing? What the fuck? Uh, let me go and see if it's set to public. And if you shared it on your personal page, well, let me let me go in and make sure. No, this is right on the Project Louder uh, website. <laughs> oh, weird. It's weird. That should be popping up here then. I mean, it's streaming. Yeah. Hold on. Let me uh, go in there. Maybe it's not. Oh, man. Here we go again. It wouldn't be the shit show with, uh, without a glitch. Would no, it? no, no. It's on Facebook. It, it, it's on the Project Louder Facebook. Yeah, I don't know why the... Because uh, there's also another gentleman that... Anyways, we still see your comments, or at least I do over here. So don't worry, you're not not heard. Once again, no slice of life this week. We do have a vid from Bob. There's a lot of floating heads. So we are getting in to talking about what the fuck we are just ready to talk about today. And that would be 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Who wants to take the plot rundown? Let me do it. By all means, homie, go ahead. All right. Right. Oh, Tim's even here too. Why the hell are these people not popping up? I don't up know. It's not popping up. It should. All right. I'm a fusion dance or something. That's weird because Anthony's com- Anthony commented on the Project Louder page. Yeah, I see Anthony, Kaylee, Steve Serrano, Gene. <clears throat> yeah, Tim said hi, guys. Joe said there's. What the hell? Some dude named Seb? From France, he's he's French. How you doing? Yeah, weird. All right, bonjour. So, plot rundown: When her best friend Tina is brutally murdered, teenager Nancy suspects the killer isn't Tina's boyfriend, but rather a much more horrifying figure from her dreams. Convinced that this vicious murderer is stalking her friends and killing them as they sleep, Nancy enters a desperate race against time to bring out of her dream world and stop the bloodbath before she falls asleep and becomes his next victim. Directed by Wes Craven, Swamp Thing, Red Eye. Written by Wes Craven, The People Under the Stairs, The Hills Have Eyes. Produced by Robert Shea, The Hidden, and Critters. Who is going to take starring since we don't have Bobbo? Big Johnny. Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, actually, let's, let's let Heather do it. By, by I mean, all means. Yeah. By all means. Dave can take over? Yeah. Alrighty. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> This is making Sorry. me mad because everybody's like chatting in this shit. We're not getting any of it, dude. That's so bizarre. Sorry, Heather. By all means, that's go okay. Right on. Um, starring Heather Langenkamp, just the ten of us, and Star Trek Into Darkness as Nancy Thompson. All right. We all know, of course, Robert England, Spectacular Spider-Man, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp, Crybaby, What's Eating Gilbert Grape as Glenn Lance. Ronnie Blakely, A Return to Salem's Lot, Murder by the Numbers as Marge Thompson. John Saxon, Mitchell, Black Christmas. I didn't know that. Awesome. As oh, yeah. Lieutenant Donald, Don Thompson. Amanda Weiss, Silverado, Shakma as yes. Christina <laughs> Tina Gray. Put that in there for you, Brody. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Nick Corey, Vampire in Brooklyn, Candyman Day of the Dead as Rod Lane. Joseph Whip, Death Spa and Scream as Sergeant Parker. Charles Fleischer, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight as Dr. King. 
Body Adam. count four. Yeah. I know, not a lot of kills, honestly. Not a lot of kills, but they're brutal kills. They are. They that, are. That's just, you know, that's that's the nature of Nightmare Elm Street. You know, a lot of them don't have a high body count. Look at five. There's three. Yes. Yeah, but we don't talk about five. Yeah. Hell we'll, talk, we'll get, we'll get <laughs> there. We'll get I mean, there. We will. We'll there. We will talk about months. it. Yeah. I, I, there's a, I think there's a lot of franchises where five is the one you don't talk about. Like Halloween five, you don't talk about Halloween five. <laughs> Halloween you five, don't don't, but you know what? Friday, we decided in this group, we do. We oh, do that's a time for Friday yeah. five. Damn, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it took me years, and that finally won me over. So, you know what it is? And I feel like we all were in the same boat because you got that little kid stigma of jason and it's not jason you're like ah this is trash and then when you watch it as your doll you're like this is way better than i thought i'll tell you what i'll watch halloween five before i watch halloween ends ever again i give you that one yeah, yeah. i'd rather not watch either but okay <laughs> <laughs> amityville 3d for the win yes <laughs> hands down Fucking blasphemy i can laugh at that one <laughs> okay uh to get back on track dave you want to yes. take it from here Sorry, uh, my show my show notes aren't showing up on my phone here because I don't have my oh, computer shit. since I'm oh. traveling. All right, you want me to take a chair, Dave, or you want to do it? I'll take it. So music by Charles Bernstein, The Entity, and Cujo. Cinematography by Jacques Haitkin. Cherry 2000, Scanner Cop. Edited by Patrick, not Vince McMahon. Damn it. Strange Brew, <laughs> Little Monsters. <laughs> Effects and makeup by Jim Doyle, Dreamscape, and Ghoulies Go to College. Distributed by New Line Cinema. Runtime of 91 midgets. Rated R for mature audiences. Budget of 1.1 mil. And it made 57 mil. So, yeah, it's pretty successful. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's in 1984 dollars, too. So, that's pretty sweet take. That's good money. That's very good money. So, I'm guessing this was nobody's first time watching this classic. I had never heard of this film ever in my life before. I know. It's hard to find. It's really independent. You know what? It's funny because it, it is kind of hard to find at the moment because Scuba Steve asked if it was streaming anywhere. And I looked. And like you can rent it from like Voodoo Prime and like one other place. And that's fucking it right now. And yeah. during during the Halloween season, it was on, I want to say it was on Max because. It was. It was on yeah, Max. All of them were. Time. All of them were. They kept yeah. flip-flopping from Max to. Um, I don't want to say Shutter, but it was. It kept going back and forth between that and another one. It might have been like uh, Paramount. Streambox, maybe. Maybe, but yeah, it's not on anything right now. And I, I have them on, you know, I have them on DVD, the old school collector set. But I got that. It was just too much work to move my PlayStation from my computer back to my TV. So I had to. Here's the funny thing: I have two different copies of it on DVD. I have the one from the box set, and I have the uh, the Infinifilm version. Oh, nice! It's supposed to be a bit of an upgrade. My fucking PS5 won't play that. What? It would what? not read the disc. I don't know why. It's oh. not scratched. It's never been damaged or anything. It's not a bootleg. It's an official. Yeah, it wouldn't read it. I tried a couple times. I said, fuck it. I had the box set because I you know, brought it out from the basement. Like, fuck it. I'll play this one. It's weird. I don't understand why. So I will say from the get go, I mean, from the start of this movie, it immediately you're I, I was immediately hooked. Mm -hmm. Even rewatching it again uh, after the many, many times that I've watched this this film, it's it's just something about the way that the movie opens with the shots of the boiler room and Freddie working on his glove. And you you know, if you've seen it, you know what he's working on. And if you haven't seen it, you're still very intrigued as to what the fuck is going on. What what am I seeing here? And, and I just think it's it's the perfect opening for a horror movie because. You we we get to see Tina, 
right off the bat and you think oh this is gonna be the final girl this is this is our main character and it's not mm, she's the first and, kill. And she's the first fucking kill you know and, and even after her nightmare and all of that and everything continues going on we don't meet nancy till later on in the movie when when they're all at, at the sleepover or whatever and, and that's when it shifts gears to nancy being the, the final girl and i like that mm. i like that it throws you off that way that that you think that you're gonna you know already that oh this is the girl this is the girl that's gonna make it to the end of the movie and she's fucking not mm. i think what uh, i love and let's just start about how great and well filmed that opening scene is to begin with because it's Everything from the music to the lighting to the the, the angle, like it, you can't quite, you obviously can't see his face. But you can just see what he's working on. You just have this this sinister feel to it, you know. You see him building something, and then eventually you see what it is, and it's uh, it's the razor glove. Man, everything about that, like the music there, is just on yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it being that like small screen has some kind of effect. I don't know why that like. Him being on that little small screen and then it's all black with the credits, like it being smaller instead of filling the whole screen, like gives me some kind of feeling. I don't know how to explain it. It made me feel nostalgic for the first time I saw it on a yeah. VHS copy. And this was like right after it first came out on video back in 85. Hmm. Kind of reenacted that feel. Like, I love that. Yeah. I was born this year. <laughs> Huge. I was yesters. just a thought. <laughs> in 80. Yeah. Dave, what were you like? Twenty <laughs> three? <laughs> no, I remember. I think the first time I saw this, I was five. It was like their first real horror film I actually sat down and watched. And so this always has a real special place in my heart because it scared the other shit out of me right after that. Um, but I, I agree with the opening scene, especially because the way it builds tension and intrigue through music, through the cuts, through the, the cinematography itself, and then you have it kind of just. He finally shows the entirety of the claw and reveals the title page, the title coming forward. You kind of understand what you're in for, sort of. And you're not quite getting a full grip yet, but you're just still, it's brought you in enough. And then it takes over from there to give you an idea of what you're really in for at that point. So it gets hooks in right off the bat just by the glove building and then boom, gone. And I remember the first time I saw it and I said, yeah, I'm not going to sleep for like a week. This is going to, you know, school's going to be real hard making those macaroni animals, you know. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I can't keep a steady hand. So let's see how this works out. Nice. Yo, I'm just going to take a quick second. We have there's so many people watching us right now, and we can't see any of their fucking comments. So everybody in the comments, we love you. Thank you for appreciating. We apologize for the technical error right now. Yeah, we even had, there's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't, uh, I, it's Maybe pissing me off because YouTube. Yeah, if, ever, if either YouTube could. or for some reason, like through Scoob's page, for for some reason that stream yeah. is taking the comments. I don't know why. I can't find anything that's different on this one, but it is. Restreams telling me that there's an issue with one of the Facebook pages, saying like a personal one you can't comment on, which Project Louder shouldn't be a personal one. So no, that's a no. That's what. No, Anthony, uh, Sean Farrell, Joe Day. Gallo, Tim, we all see you. Thank you for being. <laughs> no, Tim threw us some stars, you. man. Like what the we fuck? We don't all see you. <laughs> I see them, but <laughs> that's the that's the problem. We don't see them. Yeah, like Gene's comments are coming through, no problem on YouTube. Like, well, yeah. I don't fucking get yeah. it, dude. But sorry, anyways, didn't mean to distract. 
Uh, so we're just general discussing still? Yeah, we're still yeah. general discussing. All right. So I got to say, dude, was it last year? Two years ago, I never got to see this on the big screen. This was always obviously a one way later in date. But I did get to finally go see it at the drive-ins, dude. And it was fucking nice. awesome. Nobody else wanted to go with me because it was at like 1130 at night or midnight. I can't remember. And I was like, fuck it. I'll go by myself. <laughs> Johnny D yeah. rolled three fucking blunts and fucking went on my way. <laughs> I could have I seen it to drive in this this past year. But man, it's the weather's just been shit, you know. October That's fair. Nights. Yeah. But man, I still remember the first time watching this, dude. I was... I was instantaneously in love with this movie, dude. <laughs> Maybe that says more fucked up shit about me than anything. But <laughs> I just because I remember I wasn't I wasn't watching this by myself. I was watching it with a group of people. And I remember the other people like I think I was the oldest. But even them, they were like a couple of them were like, can we not watch this? And we're like, no, fuck you. We're halfway through this. We're finishing this shit. <laughs> and you could tell that they were creeped out by it. So, I, I mean, it's solid, dude. It's a solid fucking movie. Robert England plays creepy and gross not so creepy and gross that we hate his character obviously but to the extent of we can enjoy him <laughs> and kind of root for him a little bit but you know um, and this th this is before you you he actually really gets any kind of like into the character yeah like he, he really doesn't have much personality in in this film but the just the little bit that he is on film is fucking terrifying you know from from the laughs to just the the little movements that he does the slinking in the shadows i still think one of the funniest parts is when he's running down the alley with his hands all up and shit you know uh, i always laugh at that yeah. part it's that but, it's that evil laugh he's, uh, while he's doing it yeah no he looks like some kid who put on his dad's jacket that's too big that's what always yeah. makes me laugh like yeah. he's, he's just running down like this and i'm like what is happening with his arms <laughs> so far that's fucking fun. But, but but yeah, no, the thing is the movie works because it's so lean and mean. And there's not a lot of like they're not trying to explain too much. They give you enough, they give you just enough, and they keep you keeps you into it, it keeps you going. And they build it slowly, but it's never so big that you just kind of lose the plot because the plot is pretty simple. <laughs> you know, if you really break it down. And it's it's kind of the same formula like Halloween did too. You don't build a lot, you just this is it. This is what we got. Slight Slight build up, keep you interested, keep you hooked, keep it moving, and it works perfectly. And like you said, it's good. It's before they go into like him having a personality, it's before any kind of, you know, they introduce like comedy aspects or like different things that he can do or expand on that. It's very much, he's just terrifying and just a horrific person every time he's on screen. Everything he does is just creepy and weird. <laughs> I want to hear from Brody. You've been sitting yeah, there quiet, I'm, Bubba. Yeah, no, no. I'm just uh, sitting back and listening to you's old talk. Yeah, it's good. Good listening. Um, no, I think he's definitely hit the nail on the head when you said about the music play and the opening scene. For me personally, when I seen that as a kid, I I was probably more so interested in what was happening in that moment. But I think it was the music that really brought that scene to life for me and really creeped me out because I'd the very first horror movie that I'd ever seen was Part Three. So I come in on that when it was all about, you know, a little bit more of a sense of humor and um, just these witty dialogue or whatever it is. But then I went back to this one, not realizing that this was the first one. Um, you could definitely see that 
um, upside to why everyone really appreciates this character. It's a little bit different to like Michael Myers and obviously Jason. How we can sort of resonate with his sense of humor a little bit. Um, it's very dark in that nature. Uh, for what we get though, I can't help it. I, I can't help but seeing like a little bit of the people that I live like around like Australia to an extent, you see a little bit of that sense of humor in those people in Freddie. So for me in that culture change a little bit, you know, it's, it's a bit of a weird scenario to how you would see it, to how we would see it, I think down here. Um, and it's just, just to see that play out on screen. Um, yeah, really fucking creeped me out as a kid and out of all the horror characters, what Jason and Michael is to most people, Freddie is that to me. I, I love him the most out of all of that because of his sense of humor. He's able to talk and just how Wes was able to bring that character to life and really give us like these dreamlike states of realism. And it's just cl a clever way he went about it too, to really fuck with the other characters' minds. Um, to, to to even think that Wes could come up with something like this, I yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting idea. I would love, I would have loved to pick Wes's brain about creating this film to write this shit on the paper. Like how far, like how far do you go to those dark places to think of stuff like this? And, you know, really, really try and fucking flush these characters out to the point where it's just brings that, like that creepiness all around. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a film that's really stuck with me over the years. Um, and like I said, Freddie's my guy, my go-to guy, like Jason is to most of you. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic film. Yeah, I love it. The, oh, even the lighting, like Chad said earlier, the lighting uh, oh, for a dark dude. film like this yeah. is just absolutely spot on. It, it, it's even a little bit of a throwback to, I feel like, German expression films. You know, Nosferatu, when you get the shadow play of the claws. Okay. So you can sort of see the similarities there. Would um, you give that to, like, one scene in particular is towards the end? Clearly, we know what Freddy looks like at it, but I feel still like they're trying to kind of mask him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right before he sets off that tripwire with the explosion, like he's against the, yeah, like he's doing yeah. that little bit of Nosferatu, like. But you know, even even yeah. that, even the scene before that, when when he's he's stalking Heather, and you you we see the glove, yes. you know, right yep. in front of the camera, and Heather's walking by, or Nancy's walking by, and you just see the, the, you see the nails go down. back, like that, that's that is, very Nosferatu, and that's yeah. very intentional. Robert took uh, inspiration from uh, Nosferatu. In his and use that for his portrayal as Freddy. Okay, oh, yeah. Awesome. So that, I didn't even that know was that. intentional. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, yeah. No. Like. Yeah. Definitely. You, you definitely see that shadow playing there, and just like the scene we we're talking about before in the lane, where you you know the the long arms and the you know they really mask him out, and then they bring him into the light just enough so you can see the definition of the prosthetics on him. I think it's really smart and clever because obviously back then they weren't as you know groundbreaking as they are now but yeah i i don't know i think every direction that wes went about this film is so fucking smart and clever and it's a lot more superior than the work that he's done beforehand like yeah like i mean he'll hills have eyes in the last house on the left that they just and then he just comes out and he just strikes gold with something that he found out of a newspaper article so mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's um yeah something special this film or, yeah, I love it. What I love about all the nightmare aspects of the movie is that it seems like these are actual nightmares that you've had. Like you've obviously yeah. everybody's seen or encountered something like this in a bad dream where you're trying to run and your fingers are, or your feet are just sinking into something 
or you yep. see somebody with those long outstretched arms. These are actual real nightmares and fears that people have had that we all can relate to. And I think that's what makes it so effective. You know, in the later movies, which I know we said we're not going to talk about, they get a little kind of hokey and kind of, you know, gimmicky. And this one, it sticks to the basics and it works. Yep. And I think the most effective part is you don't know they're dreaming sometimes. Like, you don't realize Tina's dreaming at a certain point. You don't know they're in their dreams and they purposely play it that way just so the audience kind of has to go with them. They think it's just a normal day. No, it isn't. You're in their dream now. They don't even know they're dreaming. And that's just so much more effective. And, and I'm with Brody. I'm actually a Freddy guy. Steve and I have had this discussion before. He's a Jason guy. I'm Freddy a Freddy Jason. guy. That's right. Fre- Freddy won that fight. I don't care what you do. Fuck but, but, but no, it, 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 the, the, way that they, the way that they very cleverly, I think, just kept it so on the level between reality and dreams. There wasn't a huge distortion. There wasn't there wasn't something to tell you it was that until yeah. it was too late. Yeah. Well, you even know, at and the I end, thought that was perfect. Yeah, like even at the end, you know, you think that you're gonna get this happy ending because she stood up to Freddie and she took his power away. But you're like, okay, is this a dream? Is it not a dream? Like, what the fuck's going on? And we never really get a clear answer. Was she dreaming or was she not dreaming? In this film, we never get a clear answer. Right, right. Is, right. It, is it is it fair to say that uh, Wes Craven came up with the Inception idea before Christopher? Oh Nolan? yeah, definitely Inception. Oh, 100%. definitely Incepted. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That'd be the next thing Blumhouse will do or buy the rights for this, and then they'll go off the um, unanswered question to this ending, and then they'll be like, "Oh, she was in a coma or something for fucking twenty years." And, oh, oh God, God. yeah, that, I, yeah, they'll do something yeah. like that. I think they're trying to get the rights. They want to snatch up the rights to everything. They're trying to get the Friday oh, the Thirteenth rights too. Please don't, no. Jason Blum. When I no. tell you, the one thing I do like about Blumhouse is their original ideas. Yes, yeah. Because okay. so when they start remaking shit, was Malignant Blumhouse or not? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Actually, was it? I don't remember. Is um, Blumhouse sub? Is are they a subsidiary of Warner Brothers? Because that would make sense. Because I know Juan did Aquaman, and he was then he was allowed to do Malignant. Well, they, they started off in – no, sorry, Saul was like uh, Lionsgate and then Dead Silence was Warner Brothers, I think, and then Insidious was Blumhouse. And then ever since then, James Wan and Lee Winnell have been Blumhouse through and through. So I would not be Maybe. surprised if Malignant was Blumhouse, yeah. I, I'm just wondering I if Blumhouse is like a, a, like a subsidiary of Warner Brothers and that's how it works out because, like I said, I know – Yeah, they could be. He had to do he, – he did Aquaman, but then he got to do Malignant after the fact because like that was like his own – present to him yeah but, yeah hmm all right well we definitely got some people coming in from youtube i'm still not sure what the fuck's going on with facebook joe yeah. said uh the facebook's for some reason clipping i don't know so if anybody's listening to us and i apologize if we can't see your comments right now um we'll hop over to that youtube link or twitch even twitch is working too so um See, that's got me curious now. I, I, I'm wondering if it is Blumhouse or not. I thought I was thinking it was. It's, it's not. It's it's okay. Warner Brothers. I just looked it up. It says it's Warner Brothers. It doesn't say anything about Blumhouse. I know there was something recent where we watched or reviewed or something talked about that was Blumhouse, and we were all kind of surprised at it. Oh, well, a new, anyway, a newer Blumhouse was it? Yeah, either. or maybe I'm just thinking of Insidious. I have no idea. I'm crazy. Don't mind me. <laughs> you know, I still have yet to dive into that series. I've still only seen the first one. Wait. Yeah, still only seen the first one. No shit. Yeah, the rest are pretty average. The first one's okay. First one's I didn't good. like the first, first one. I like the, the first half. I like the first half of the first one. Yep, yep. 
And when they went to the whatever the upside down, whatever that fucking thing was, that's when they went the to further. Yeah. The yeah. further. But we're not here to talk about that. We may no, never talk here, about that. Here to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a much superior movie. So Fuck yeah. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. Does everybody have pretty much what they wanted to generally discuss? Or is there any more? Oh, I think there's a ton we could discuss more if we wanted to. I apologize if I seem I'm kind of vacant on this one. I'm really just trying to figure out why. Trying to figure out the this shit's situation. not working. Yeah. It's <laughs> pissing me off, dude. That's all right because we got plenty of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah for in, sure, for sure. Fill in the blank spots. We got a lot, you know. And we haven't heard much from Heather yet. So what? What? What else is your take on this, Heather? Um. Well, first of all, you're talking about um, the opening scene bringing you in and stuff. Definitely for sure. I specifically want to point out i guess for me tina does it for me a lot more like i don't know i don't know if it's her acting i think it's maybe the acting's a little bit better than nancy so i don't know i'm not saying i hated heather's portrayal of nancy or anything but i was the first dream sequence with tina is like almost the best one for me like that really pulled me in the most i think Right. Well, I feel like Heather has a very, like, I don't know if it, if it was her first movie um, <clears throat> or what, but it, her, her, even like when she was kind of crying and stuff, it, it just, it really wasn't believable. Yeah, she, was, she had an like, affectation. Like when she spoke, when she spoke, it was just very like, what do you mean? Like, it was Sorry, very bro. whiny to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she, had, she had a very whiny attitude. And then, you know, there were some things that, I felt should have been more dramatic, like especially when when um Jesus, what's her boyfriend's name? Glenn. 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 When Glenn yeah. died. That's that's her boyfriend. Like he she she's she knows he's dead. She should have been freaking out a mm. lot more. And maybe maybe they played it as if like she was in shock or something. And, and you know, that that was her getting prepared to to take on Freddie. But I just I don't know. That that rewatching it again today, it, it it did seem kind of like her acting was kind of kind of off for me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I wonder if the, how much her performance is because her character arc is supposed to be the friend who doesn't really necessarily believe, you know, like that Tita is having these issues with the dreams with something else. Yeah. You know, she's like, yeah, we'll stay at your house or if it's fine, blah, blah, blah. So she's like kind of trying to be blissfully unaware, even though she is aware because she kind of has the same dreams, same guy. And over the course of the film, she's supposed to progressively become like this warrior person at the end to take on the ultimate bad guy, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if part of her performance is like, you know, you say like, what do you mean? She's whiny. She's like your typical, you know, especially the eighties teenager trope. Your boyfriend is the jock trope. You know, you get all these people playing all these different things and she's supposed to try to evolve but I agree that it's kind of overplayed in that sense. And, you know, when she makes that final, like, I guess a metamorphosis into being the person to take on Freddie at the end, that it's, it's kind of just seems a little disjointed that how, how she just like, you know, now I'm learning these survival skills and set these traps, you know, I'm going to be home alone before Kevin McAllister it's go time, you know, (laughs) you know, Freddie's going to, Freddie's going to eat shit, you know, like, then she like sets all this stuff up and, she taunts him, you know, she's not terrified of him at all. When he's in the real world, she's literally taunting him. Like, come get me. Come on. You're supposed to be a big, scary guy. So it, she, it really kind of gets uneven, you know, at that point she knew 
like Glenn flat out told her, you know, how these, these tribes, how they dream and how they, yeah. they beat the demon. So she, I think that's what uh, she was trying to do there as far as, you know, taunting him and teasing him to getting him to chase her. Cause she had a plan at that point. She was just in pure survivor mode. She was just trying to, she didn't have time to really process Glenn's death. She just, she just had this plan. It's like, I'm going to fuck Freddy up tonight. I got to do it before I'm the next victim. Mm. Yeah, that's the point. It probably would have been more effective for me if Tina was the final girl in this film because we see her from the get go just on this hell of a fucking journey and she's just given it all 110%. And I think that's where it sort of fell from me when, um, yeah, like, I'm not saying Heather Langenkamp's a bad actress or anything, but in this film, like the most of you, I felt she was a little bit blunt in most scenes. Oh, and it's like when when she comes to fight freddy it's sort of like oh okay that's cool you know she somewhat beat freddy but if it was tina because she's just been on this fucking hellish journey then finally worked the courage up to really like kick freddy's ass that would have been probably more impactful for me personally um but neither here nor there i think i think either way it still worked out pretty fucking fine for what we got but there's a really weird cut lot where um steve was saying there before about how glenn gets sucked into the bed and then it just cuts back to her screaming like somehow she knows. There's no explanation behind it. She just, I don't know if she can, is she in the dream at this stage and she, she just somehow knows because. I think, it, I think it was that point she just put two and two together when he said, I'm your boyfriend now. And she realized that he was over there with Glenn. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's just a really weird off-cutting, like, I don't know, it just put me off. Like, one minute he gets sucked in the bed and then it cuts cuts back to her, like, screaming at the window and then it cuts back to the bed and blood shit. I don't know. It just sort of threw me off a little bit, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Weird. Ellen? I think Ellen he meant Jones. to put hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. hello. <laughs> All right. So do you think so I, I'm I'm pretty sure everybody here knows that there, of course, there are scenes that were cut. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole brother angle yeah. to Heather. Do you yes. think that would have been more effective if it would have been left in the film? I think so. Nah. I think so. You don't think so? Greg? Mm. No. Well, she didn't even know that did she even know she had a brother? In that delighted scene? No. I don't think I don't think she did. I no. think this mm-hmm. that this occurred before because she's supposed to be what, sixteen, seventeen, somewhere around yeah. there? Yeah. So I think that. that the brother was killed either while she was still a baby. Or before she was able to remember that, you know, even having any kind of cognitive knowledge of, of having an older sibling. Um, I, I always I always found that interesting in, in that whole I, I, I think it would have made it a little bit more personal for the mom to be hiding that, you know, that's not so, all she's hiding. What else was she hiding? OK, it's in my notes and I'll. Apparently, there was also a bit of a bit more to the story that Freddie didn't exactly die in the fire. And the mother goes on to say how he clawed, he climbed up out of the fire like a demon coming out of hell. And uh, he was out there and he vowed revenge on the parents and he was going to get their kids. And apparently she shot him in the head. Oh, shit. Oh, that would have been. Honestly, that would have been kind of sweet. That would have added yeah. a lot more like weight to yeah. the situation. I feel. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the good stuff while she drinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did. I, I, I did see this this theory on TikTok because you know I follow a bunch of these the- movie theory TikToks, and one of them was about Nightmare on Elm Street and how if the deleted scenes would have been kept in, they made the argument that essentially it was the mom 
that was doing the killing and that's why she had the glove stashed up in there um and that she framed freddie like they they went into this whole tangent and i was like holy shit this actually makes sense like yeah. i've actually like, never oh. seen these deleted scenes oh they're they're it's it's interesting <laughs> you know it, she finds i want to say she finds a box or something that has pictures of, didn't they do that for the remake they did it for the remake they did do it they did do yeah. it in the remake yeah they did add that into the remake so if you've seen the remake it's essentially that that angle but it was in the original now to go back to the point i think the brother angle wouldn't have had much impact at all honestly i because i mean to make it personal all of her friends and her boyfriend are getting slaughtered that's pretty personal well i but, think i mean more personal think, as in for a reason for freddie to be right. attacking them yeah, he's after. But I feel he killed their siblings as well, right? But I and do what, feel that if they would have shown the scene of him coming up out of the fire and saying that, it kind of gives you more of an idea of why them. If, if yeah. she shoots him in the head, then there you go. Yeah. I like you know. It. I kind of wish we. Yeah, could. I see. Yeah, I know. I, I really like in my head. I'm picturing it, and oh, that'd just be super awesome. What's and then the you one? Um, the brother one. And I do apologize. I, I I'm not trying to jump around, but what's the one where we actually get junkyard like the uh, junkyard scenes with the three, three, three four, is three four? and four, three okay. and four, yes. See, yeah. so like in my head, it's kind of looks like those scenes, but it's just but with fire. Yeah, claymation, claymation, Freddy coming out. That was like old school. That was like old yes. school Ray Harryhausen right there. There you go. One thing I didn't first see in the background. I'm kind of curious. Like, okay, so her mom hid Freddie's glove in their furnace in the home. Yeah, so how like, did that not shit burn? Did they never use their fucking? Well, no, no, not just that. Wouldn't that be evidence? Yes, it would. Yeah. So yeah, but, why does she have it? Maybe she. Well, I mean, I know her husband was a cop. Yeah, maybe but, they just wanted to sweep it under the rug. See, they didn't want. And to that make was any part of the theory: is why would she have evidence from a murderer? Okay, let's let's just look ahead a little bit. And in Freddy's dead, it shows that he has numerous different gloves, too. So this could have been okay. one of his backup gloves. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just she throwing. Just a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Benson? Nick Benson is watching right now. What? How you doing? How's it going? Man? That's what I'm saying. These comments are pissing man. me the fuck off, homies. Okay, figure it out. This, this is crazy. But yeah, I'd yeah. lean more towards it was the parents trying to cover up them burning him alive but still do we why even, would you hold on to it do we even know for a fact that the police had that as evidence versus because you know he he was arrested maybe they never found it maybe the parents had it the whole time maybe he had it stashed and they found it on his body at the end when they burned him who knows yeah maybe the father took it away and hid it in the first you, know, you know what if supernatural has taught us one thing if she would have burned the glove you know, laid some salt on it and burned uh -huh. it Freddie wow. would have been gone. No, baby. Hat too. You got to do the hat because you know what's here. No, because Nancy pulled that out from the dream, but yeah. her mom always had the glove. Uh, His spirit's true. tied to the glove. Yep. So it was, was it the hat inevitable. in the reboot that I'm thinking of that she had the hat too? I didn't think she pulled the hat out of the glove in that one or the hat out of the dream. I don't, in that one. I don't I know. I might be confusing them. Anyway, sorry. I saw the reboot once, never Same. again. Saw it in theater, fell asleep. Saw it twice. I own it, dude. I hate to say it, but I do. I don't so let me, let me ask that question then. Me. Let me ask that question then. In oh, this series, this series, not the reboot, no, no, no. just this series alone, is Freddy a pedo? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. say no. 
it's no, not it's a it's not deliberate on the head but he, these are still teen girls that are underage that he's trying to lick and say sexual things to mm -hmm. he's still a pedo but in the original idea, he might not be he might Wes, not be 2010 young children under six pedo yes Wes craven originally did want to make a pedophile but he changed it at the last minute because it was and it's it's in my notes i'll get into hey, man, it yes, the 80s was the original the 80s intense. was a different time that's you true know. there's it's, that song 17 you know hey oh uh, winger winger man <laughs> that's got to be the first little winger reference on this show thank you it won't be the last in five years <laughs> fucking hey bro no i uh yeah, you know, I always think about you know out of those like uh, fan theories, you know, if the mom's the killer or something like that. And, and I think what people fail to remember at the heart of this, you're talking about a movie about a guy who comes and kills you with your dreams. So there's no real need to dive any further. So it is. Yeah. Why does she have? Why does she have the glove? Because of the plot. So yeah, because <laughs> why does she have these things? It's just a plot device. But truthfully, I, I like I like you said earlier the uh, she he did have multiple gloves. He didn't just have one. And I thought personally, like in my head, I'm like, well, maybe she was saving it to like market as like a multi-tool, like, you know, kitchen device. She's like, she's like, yeah, <laughs> you, you, can, you can cut 10 potatoes. Like, whack. That's, that's, whack. Why, that's, that's why Freddie's after her. She already had the patent filed and it was still pending. Yeah. <laughs> See, every time he's, every time he's a slap shop commercial, he's pissed. That's the original slapshot. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going to say like, if I feel like if I was a parent in this situation, I don't know if I would hide the glove. I feel like the glove would be mounted at the local bar, like a fucking mount. Yeah, above the <laughs> you know what I mean? bar. It's a trophy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's. We still, we still didn't answer, though, about the furnace, though. Like, do they not use the furnace? I'm, no, maybe, they don't. They clearly do not. <laughs> I mean, all I can figure is maybe that's an old furnace and they have a newer, updated furnace, like shoved back It never gets corner. cold in Springwood. Yeah. Yeah. So high, Nancy's always yeah. Nancy gets the flu every year. Why the house is fifty degrees? And it's fucking snowing. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that was the line? It's like, mother, is this why the house is always freezing? You never turn the heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. Or on the flip side, she had it in there to try to burn it away, and it doesn't burn away. Now that yeah. would be a cool aspect that they could go to. You'd have to say something about it. At least it's like a, it's like a cursed object in D and D. It's indestructible. Right. You're just like, well, well, fuck, dude. Everything I do to this, nothing happens. See, she should have should have gone Anthony Michael Hall and been like, evil fries tonight, and then lit the furnace, and then it would have gone up. One hundred percent, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it, hey, dude. Um, let's see what else we get. We talked stretchy arms, right? The stretch arms, yeah. Runs. Yeah, oh yeah, stretchy. How oh, do they never bring it's, that shit back? Campy, as campy as that is, I love that it. shit's horrible. Oh, it's fantastic! Like, yeah, it is. That was scary as shit. Even as yeah. an adult watching that now today, I'm like, ooh, that would. Just, if I just saw stretchy arm guy coming at me in the fucking alley, my ass would have been gone. I'd be yeah, gone. Like, like, like that's that's scarier than like the the Freddy fish fin and the Dream Master or whatever we had. In oh there. yeah, oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. Cool. But no. Could, if you could actually put yourself in this reality for that second of time, and just imagine watching somebody's arms grow like that. Like your head wouldn't be able to wrap around. You're like, what the fuck am I watching, dude? Like how great would it have been to see this in a theater opening night back in 1984? With fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I was swimming in my dad's ball sack, but still, I mean, I, would <laughs> I was only three. <laughs> yeah, I, I was two. It wouldn't have worked out so well. You were born in 85 then, John? 85, sir. Okay. Yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? 
April. Oh, so you were in hey. your belly. You were, you were already baking. You weren't in your mm-hmm. mom's balls. You were in your mom's belly. True. Yeah. And I might have been. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was a little bun in the oven. But the size up, of cinnamon roll. What's up, Rich? Don't worry. I see you there. I know. We don't your see comment, you. Still, your comments. Oh, I have it up on my nasty. phone. So I'm keeping it on the comments. I know. That's why I at least like I'm trying to give shout outs to the people that I can oh, see. Oh, shit. Like, I, sh- I should do that. Because like usually I have show notes up, but there's enough of us here and we know what the fuck we're doing. So, <laughs> But no, thank you everybody for joining us too, man. We got a full house tonight. We don't, I don't think we've ever had this many people you and live. Hold on, at hold once, on, hold on. Sorry. Fantastic. There we go. Oh, yeah. Look at this. I'm seeing all these now. No, it's not that we're busy. It's just that the feed itself is fucking up, Rich, and we don't know why. Yeah, we're tra- we've been free trying stream, to free streams acting. Boo-boo. We've been trying to fix it this whole forty-five fucking minutes, but <laughs> to no avail. I think oh. uh, I think when you go back and get a clip of that stretchy arm scene and add like the Inspector Gadget theme background, <gasps> just Bump because no, da, 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 no. go Gadget, go as he's just like running down the aisle. It was awesome, man. They go, were go, gadget, gadget arms. arms. Exactly. Now it's. I wish we always. I wish we got more back to that. Maybe not necessarily in this particular movie, but we never really get Stretchy Freddy ever again. Well, I think because uh, you know, five. there's really oh yeah, we, part five. Oh yeah, yeah. The um, but I was gonna say there's really not a lot of reused tropes in this series. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, because like you, you, how, you know, you know, once you do the one Johnny Depp kill, you're not gonna redo that again, dude. Just because yeah, you, no. you do see things like Freddy cuts his fingers off again a couple more times. You do see little yeah. things like yeah. that, just to kind of fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But but I think also too. Oh, ahead. sorry, you got sorry. yeah, you got. Well, I was going to say, also, I think it's because uh, the idea is that the nightmare is tailored to the person. So if Tina has a nightmare, like, she's afraid of people with really long arms, so never let her meet Shaq. You know, she's just like, she's got, she has a fear of wingspan. He's like, wham, you know, but if it's somebody has a fear of, like, a dog or something like that, he'll tailor the nightmare to that or to, like, their emotional trauma. And I would love to see that. In a, if they ever reboot, that's what I would love to see is that Freddy is tailored to every individual's dream. So that way he doesn't have to look the same. Mm. It doesn't always have to be Robert England. Honestly, that's how I was going to if I was going to do a newer Freddy, because I like where you're going with the longer eye things. I was I thought you were going in a different direction, Scoops. But honestly, I'd put Doug Jones in the mask now. That dude is long and weird and just has that like creepy lank langster fucking style body and i think it would work really fucking well for freddy method acting yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no oh, Jesus. just want to give a shout out i see emily is on the uh, the other facebook feed uh, commenting so what's up emily what's up How's yeah, going, sorry I, I just saw nick benson's on there our old buddy slick nick Yep, worked on part four. Fucking a, bro. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk to him for part four mm. when we do part four. Yo, I don't even know if we've ever gotten him before, but uh, Tommy even threw us some. Uh, he threw us stars tonight. I don't know what that does. I've never done that shit. We already talked about that melody. Shut up. But yeah, I would. I would love mm. to get Nick on here, even if just to do an intro, or if he wants to come live and we do part four. Dude, if he get, wants to do get, the whole episode, that'd be fantastic. Maybe get Nick yeah. too. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, did we want to dive behind the scenes? Did we want to still keep discussing? What do we want? 
Well, we got Bobby's video. Let's bring up Bobby's yeah, 11 minutes. Are you going to watch the full 11 minutes? <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what? I might go get a coffee. Thank you for that, Scoobs. I kind of <laughs> forgot about that because there's so many fucking window view- or viewing windows on this panel. I totally forgot about that. All right, let me pull up Mr. Mona here. Are we gonna MS? Are like we gonna MST his panel. video? Sure. <laughs> Good evening, Gormore. I am one of the co-hosts, the Killing Machine, Bobby and Mo. And hey, I'm not the only tonight, one wearing a Halloween shirt. I'm here then. to give you my review of the original Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. I'm so happy we're starting the new year off with this. So make this as quick as possible, but got to dive a little bit because this is easily one of my favorite horror movies of all time. (laughs) And just to start off right at the bat, it's suspenseful. It was new. It's got darkness to it. It's got a mood kind of right off the bat. It, it, It didn't hold back in 84. And it just, it was different than everything you had coming out at the time. You had Friday the 13th, which was already on number four at the time. Halloween had Halloween three, two years before, before it didn't even happen yet. So you you were literally in the middle of the horror genre coming to the slashers were becoming and and or were big. And then you have the newcomer, Freddy Krueger, from this come in and basically kind of turn it upside down a little bit, but also broaden the spectrum. He's one of the first ones that talk he's he's ugly looking he's burnt he just has this whole thing about him that just makes you go we don't like this person which in terms i mean he was a child murderer and i know for the movie there was a little hinting a a little bit of child molestation i'm sure the boys will talk about that a little bit it was hinted at Talked about it in the documentary. There was a hint that that happened there. But in the Never Sleep Again documentary, Robert England said something of, he's in their dreams. And it's it's already a violation of their personal space. So whether it happened or not, in a way, it's happening because he's already invading the personal of these kids, these men. And it's already on a personal level. Something that was never done before. So it really taps into the fear of what happens when you fall asleep. That's where the first nightmare really, for me, it's easily probably, it's probably my number one. And then I would, it could be three, two, but we'll get to those movies later on in the year. So overall, this is just a, a hell of a movie to watch. I never have a bad time watching it. And I always notice something new when I, when I watch it every single time. But to start off, one of my favorite sequences, or actually my favorite sequence, is the sequence of Tina's dream. So the second the camera pans up to her window, to the time we see her death, that is my favorite sequence. It, the first time I saw that, and the first time I saw it was in a, a movie called um, Boogeyman, the killer compilation. They used that sequence. It was, it was terrifying. Because you have no idea. It's a dream. Anything can happen. He can be anywhere. He can do this. He can do that. Especially with the arm extensions. It makes you feel like there is no escape. You can't get past him. And then she runs in the opposite direction. And he's there. He's able to cut his fingers off. You see literally the skin of his face get ripped off. Like 
it was something new and it was something that clearly stands the test of time and it still does. It just, that whole sequence is easily scariest for me. It's my favorite. It's the most, um, one of the most tense sequences in the whole movie. I, 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 I could talk about that scene all day long, but they got a show to do. I got a dinner to go to, so we're going to keep it on. Uh, my favorite character is, I think this one's a little obvious. Uh, it's Nancy. He says that three minutes into the 10 minute fucking video, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kidding, Abs. Also, I'm kidding tabs. beautiful girl, but she also she just has that sense to her. Like it's almost like she she knows, even when she didn't know in the beginning that she knew. Like something, something just isn't right with these dreams. Something's not. Everything is connected, especially when she sees Rod Lane in the uh, the jail cell, and he's telling her what's going on. It's like. We've all been having these dreams. I don't know. I love her character, strong-willed. Anyone else wish we could play this? Also, like, looks the killer in the face. Especially at the end, it says, you're nothing, <laughs> you're shit. Even though the ending is ambiguous, is the movie a whole? Is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Is it this or that? So, which I do it's love, Tuesday. by the way. So I do love how it goes. But I know that it's always a little bit of like a, you know... Uh, it's kind of like almost in a way, I think for some people, a little bit of a letdown because it's like, well, you went through all that now. Instead, it just keeps happening and starting again and starting again. And the whole movie's a dream. Or is it this or is it that? We'll leave that up to the boys to go through. But for me, I think it's definitely, it's a dream over and over again. But I would have liked to seen a little bit more of the, um, a little more Crete ending, I guess. But I digress. I still love it. But yeah, she is my favorite character, 100%. And Freddy as well, only because at this point, we have no idea who he is or what he is, which we get to a little further on in the series a little bit. We know he was a child murderer. He he liked what he did. I also like Freddy because he's a monster that we don't have sympathy for we shouldn't whereas every most of the other ones think of leatherface for instance we have sympathy for him he's just trying to protect it jason was a victim of drown we have sympathy for that freddie liked what he did and he did it because he wanted to do it he gets right to the point there is no oh you know uh, uh, the new one well no he did this (laughs) they burned him and the vigilante justice comes in and there are some people who probably deserve it, and I think Freddie is one of them. And Robert England, as we all know, is Freddie. I mean, he is he? bought I did not. that. He bought that character to life. I don't think anybody else, especially back then, could do it. This face, the way he moved, and you don't really see too much of his facial features throughout the movie. How many more but minutes? You still get this? the sense of that yeah. that smile, that ugly teeth, grit eating. You know, if they rebooted like, Chris Pratt playing no. Freddy, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's up to you, man. I'm at we're at seven minutes. Seven minutes. We still got like three minutes. Then. Keep going. Yeah, we got three minutes. Got three minutes go. Let's go. Let him, let him have his. Time. He's loving. We love you, Bob. Second of this, wonderful performances, and some of the visual effects are absolutely stunning and one of my or my favorite death is probably 
there, there's two. Number one is Johnny Depp's death, which this is <laughs> also his first role, which I'm sure the boys will get into. Just he, it, it's again something we didn't see. He gets sucked into a bed, and all you see is this fountain of blood. <laughs> Which that amount of blood is not in the human body, I'm willing to bet. But if it Bullshit. is... Bullshit! Evil Dead well, says so otherwise. And I love the effect behind it because it was Evil that Dead room that they literally turn right. upside down so it darkness, pours baby. out. I've seen Dead Alive. You feel on. Look, which Ashore is in the, we'll the notes for Chad. Good man. You see it kind of drift to one side a little bit. And, well, that's because they had a malfunction and it turned a little bit and then it started to make it, but it gives it that just... <clears throat> That ugliness of like, oh, it, that that whole room is filled with this young kid's blood. It's just so fucking graphic. It's so gory. Even back then, like you know, people say Fire Thirteenth is gory. I'm like that. That was that was probably <laughs> you know, he, he a lot more than the, the first the blood four Friday movies in terms of blood under the ceiling when it hit the light. Together. The light was so oh, active. So that's a whole so the guy pouring the blood got electrocuted. The, also, the, the yeah. worst part of that sequence is when every the coroners, the ambulance, the that's cops. That's a new village, villain origin story. Take a bucket, <laughs> put it downstairs because it's seeping through the ceiling. That's it. It goes to show that this was a movie that was willing to pull out all the stops to really drive home that. Yes, this is a slasher. Yes, there's going to be dead people, but this there's a reason why it is the way it is, and there's a reason why this killer does it. And these kids are as innocent as innocent could be, especially since their parents did this, and now the parents have to pay. Which, again, we, we learn later on that it was only the, the kids of Elm Street, but we'll worry about that when we get to those other films. In terms of cinematography... Beautifully shot. It's it's bright, but it's got the darkness. It's not it's not too dark. It's perfect, especially in the shadows for Freddy, because you don't want to see too much of him, especially in the, for the first movie. I love the fact that you don't see him too too much, so it really gives you the sense of well, what does he look like? You know what what is really that face? And now, if you look first behind the scenes photos, you see that it was pretty intricate. It looked <laughs> ugly it looked deep but i like that you don't see that in the film itself so i'm gonna cut it short for there for you guys let them go a little bit deeper into it the shortest 11 minutes of all time <laughs> shows that these kids were not just <laughs> sacrificial <laughs> lambs they were paying the price of something they didn't realize their parents did and now this being is back to take care of that because their parents did something. It's the town's dirty little secret, and now they all have to pay. So this is your Killing Machine, Bobby Moon, signing out. Have a happy new year. I hope everybody had a wonderful New Year's Eve. I will see you next week for House 2, and enjoy the show, motherfuckers. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> The shortest 20% of the entire running time so far. <laughs> <Anyways, I'm right>. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Which which glove is that, Brody? Actually, my brother made this. Nice. He um he took the designs off the internet and he designed it himself. So it's a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same, but like he's left a little bit of like made it look like it's you know pretty. It's probably 
you could essentially say it's the Australian version. We'll just call it that. But he loves part six so much, so he tried to make it like part six. And, um, yeah, what about yours? I won this one in a raffle. I don't know who made it, but this is – it's – this thing's badass. That's fucking it's, and it's not – it's sturdy and it moves. It's not stiff like the NECA ones. Yeah. Nah, they're fucking – they're really cool once you've got them on. Like, it's – it's you can definitely see why Rob Englund was able to bring that character to life. Once they're on, it's like a whole feeling of, I don't know, something something about the glove. It makes you want to cut a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> I'm just I'll fucking say it. I don't give a fuck. It makes you put the glove on. You want to fucking be like, yeah, what can I really do with this? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. When you actually have a legit version of your machete, if you're Jason or something like that, you're like, no, dude, I'm going to exactly. start swinging on trees and shit just for the fuck of it. Just don't try to wipe with it. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's always my question for the ladies with the big acrylic nails, man. Like, how y'all do that? I say that all the time. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's... My daughter had got long ass. I was like, how the fuck are you going to wipe your ass now? You nasty. Like I get that bidets are a lot more common nowadays, but still. Dude, That's not like, going to get all the poop off. No, man. Yeah. Well, it's either that or you it's going to turn that water pressure way up for that. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this is, I, I scoops. I know you said no side note. I don't right. give a shit. This is going to be one super small. fucking stupid side Super sidebar. I had this conversation the other day, dude. There is a weird level on bidets where it's literally it's it's cleanliness to dangerous. <laughs> and it's almost like a pressure washer to where you're probably gonna end up blowing off skin if you go a little bit too high. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm not saying you couldn't clean it, but you're gonna do a lot more damage than just clean it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking but- of bidets. Chad Daddy, spread them cheeks. Oh! Now. <laughs> fucking perfect, bro. <laughs> All I can say is bidet, mate. okay so new line cinema was saved from bankruptcy by the success of this film and was jokingly nicknamed the house that freddie built and that's kind of stuck because they still call it that or called it that is new line cinema even still a thing or did it just kind of get absorbed by warner i believe it got absorbed that's what i thought that's a shame question all right so is this the movie or what is the movie when you see New Line Cinema and you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about? Look, what is the movie that is on your head when you see that? No Mortal music. Kombat. My, this is this one for Scream. me. It's always gonna be this one. It's this one for you. It's either this or Scream. Wow. It's Scream. Sorry. I'm going. Damn, I'm going Mortal Kombat oh, followed yeah, by I'm... Ninja Turtles. Go fuck y'all. Yep. <laughs> really, you're not throwing Ninja Turtles on there. Wow, Leather, Leatherface three, Mortal Kombat, and this film. There you go. Ooh, Leatherface three. Throw in a I, just, I like it. I just, I just rewatched that actually. I just see the, the it. just see the New Line yeah. Cinema, the little piece of film flying all like, yeah. Mortal Kombat. And then you hear the bum, 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 yeah, bum, dude, that's like instantaneous. Or it's the fucking Ninja Turtle, like, like the fucking little ninjas. It's like, or the third. You know, I guess my third one is also random one, Blade. Blade, Ooh. yeah. I, I didn't that know one. that was New Line. But oh, yes. The way the trail tell that one is, that one's red and black. So you yeah. that's a dead giveaway for that one. But it's still always a little bit hopeful. Because I think it's the that's the secondary New Line that pops up for it. But, all right. Okay. Uh, all the boiler room footage in the film was shot in the basement of the Lincoln Heights Jail in Los Angeles, which was condemned shortly after production wrapped due to high levels of asbestos. Oh. <laughs> 
Wow, that's good for the casting crew. It was, it, yeah. it's, been, it's been closed since like the 50s, so that's not a big surprise. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's going to be the next commercial. You got Mrs. Pilova working on a nightmare on Elm Street. Please contact us. <laughs> <laughs> also, Emily says we can't hate on the nails. You would be amazed how easy you can get things done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not uh, trying to play a claw game no, with my foot. What else is she getting done with those long nails? That's Don't need to know. No want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Okay, continuing on. Okay, um, so the scene where Freddy's arms elongate was achieved by having men with fishing poles on each side of the alley operating a set of puppet arms attached to Robert Englund. All right. So basically they're just standing there just stretching them with the poles. See, Which, and, you know, yeah. sometimes I don't want to know how the behind-the-scenes stuff happens <laughs> because it just ruins it for me. Because now all more... I can picture is fucking, like, two, like, old dudes in fishing hats be like, oh, I got it! I got it! <laughs> no, that's way more... That's, that's I love that shit, dude. That's... See, I'm just imagining, like, they have the cut, like, God damn it, Carl, further to the right. You're I mean, not pulling him enough. I mean, we all see the fall mattress on the stairs at the end when he falls over the banister and clearly lands on the giant mattress that's placed in the middle of the stairwell. But true, you know, whatever. Or the the cutouts of the stairs where the it's filled in with all the goop that she step like Rexy steps in. Yeah. Dude, I still love that pan shot of everything on fire. Like that is probably my favorite shot of this whole movie. It's just like. And then, you know what? I feel like I'm kind of like on scoops. Like, I probably could easily figure out how they did it. I almost just don't know if I want to know. Like, it's just like, no, man, I'm cool with it, how it is. So, Chad, Daddy? Okay. And a little, far and a little in, farther. In the original script, Freddy was a child molester. However, the decision was made to change him into being a child murderer to avoid accusations of exploiting a series of child molestations in California around the time of production. He was rewritten as a child molester in the remake starring Jackie Earl Haley. It's too dark, man. A little too dark. Just a bit. Didn't need it. Nope. We know. It just doesn't need to be discussed. <laughs> it's good. Uh, Heather Langenkamp beat over 200 actresses for the role of Nancy Thompson. Among them, Jennifer Grey, Demi Moore, Courtney Cox, Tracy Gold, and Claudia Wells. Wow. Claudia Wells was the original Jennifer from Back to the Future. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. I'm just thinking of Jennifer Grey because I just got to listen to her in uh, the new cage match. I'm trying to picture Courtney Oh my Cox. god, how was that? Yeah, it I was, was pretty, picturing Courtney Cox too. <laughs> it was pretty solid. I still think the first one and Snowblind are the best. This one, this one was weird and I'll gladly discuss with you guys after the fact if you want to talk it in like nerd news. Alright. Fuck but. yeah. Uh, Wes Craven first came up with the basic idea for the movie from a series of articles in the LA Times over a three-year period about a group of Southeast Asian refugees from the Hmong tribe, several of whom died in the throes of horrific nightmares. The group had come to the U.S. to escape the murderous reign of Pol Pot, and within a year of arriving, three men had died all in similar situations. The young, otherwise healthy man would have a nightmare, then refuse to sleep for as long as he could. When he finally fell asleep from exhaustion, he woke screaming, then died. Autopsy results revealed they had not died from heart failure, but had simply died. It was this inability to find a cause of death that intrigued Craven so much. Medical authorities have since called the phenomenon Asian Death Syndrome, a variant of Sudden Unexpected Death Syndrome, and Brugada Syndrome. Weird. So there's like, if you're an infant, you're... So if you're like an Asian infant, you're fucked, bro. Like, <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> yeah. 
Asian infant death syndrome, AIDS. Holy shit, oh, dude. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to go oh. there, but... I... <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was just thinking, like, man, dude, there's the fucking SIDS, and then there's that. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, hey, at least they get a month. AIDS has been around long enough. It's it's fair to joke about it now. It's, oh yeah, dude, it's twenty two and a half years. Once it hits twenty two and a half years, that everything can be laughed about. We that's, can laugh about it. Yep, that's the that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> the original glove was later used in a Nightmare on Elm Street two: Freddy's Revenge, and was also seen hanging on the wall of the work shed in Evil Dead two. Yeah. This was in response to the use of the Evil Dead on a television screen in this film, and part of a continued banter between directors Wes Craven and Sam Raimi. However. When Wes Craven loaned the glove to the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dreams Warriors set, it got lost and is rumored to be in the possession of Robert Englund's agent. Bitch. Somebody stole that shit. Uh, Steph sent me something about Supernatural. I'll have to look that up later. Hmm. <laughs> Did they? So, yeah. That would be a crossover episode, dude. Freddy, Freddy on Supernatural. Oh, the Winchesters would fuck him up. Please. I know, but but I'm just saying, like, I would like to just see. I always love how the intros of those shows pop out because those are always Uh, like the best and like they like get you. You know what I mean? So I want to see what they're gonna do with just full on like what they could do, Freddy aspect wise. Set the set the pace. That's what I want to see. Because yeah, you know they're gonna kick their ass, dude. Like something's gonna happen to it. Oh, did it wouldn't even be a very long episode. (laughs) I just feel like Freddy would at least dress like Dean at one point to like fuck with them i don't know why would that work though they're not teens could they like yeah i guess they could he's fucked with adults <laughs> yeah yeah he shows up he's he not... a little old for my taste but it's fine yeah right <laughs> still cute though <laughs> yeah yeah exactly ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right what else we got the inspiration for the character of freddie came from several sources in west craven's childhood Fred Krueger was a schoolmate of his with whom he had shared a paper out and who had bullied him for several years. Oh, in Last House on the Left, Craven also used this experience as inspiration, calling the villain Krug, which, if I remember correctly, we were not too kind to that movie. Dude, that movie, no, that sucked. movie sucked. It, it, did. it, it was did. awful, and I would never recommend it to anybody. And I think that was a Bobby pick, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And we'll never forgive him. Um <laughs> Freddy's burns came from a man with severe burn scars by whom Craven had once been terrified as a child, and Freddy's attire was inspired by an alcoholic hobo that Craven Craven saw staring at him through his window one day when he was 10 years old. Congratulations, Scuba, you're dressed like an alcoholic hobo. I mean, (laughs) and apparently a child molester. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Yeah, Mel, okay, put it, Mel, hey, Mel said it. Mel said it. She, hey, he's a child molester, so. I'm going I'm to put the sign in your yard, bro. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Scoobs. The film cost roughly $1.8 million to produce, of which only 57000 was reserved for the ambitious special effects. The effects designer Jim Doyle wow. accepted anyway because he was desperate for work. The movie made its entire budget back in its opening weekend. Fucking right, dude. That's awesome. Man. I wish I would have been old enough, well, alive and old enough in 84 to enjoy the year of 84 in the cinema. Because holy fuck, bro. That's a year. Dude, I saw some of the greatest movies of all time then. I got to see Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Beverly Hills Cop all in the theater. 
That's what I'm saying, man. Like I got, I saw Ghostbusters in theaters, but it was well far after the fact. You know what I mean? Like to be able to. Now I did see two in theaters as a kid, and I still kind of remember that. It's fuzzy, but still young. But man, it's '84 is just such solid movies. It was a great year. Fucking a, man. I'm jealous. Anyways. Wes Craven's original concept for Freddy Krueger was considerably more gruesome, with teeth showing through the flesh over the jaw, pus running from the sores, and a part of the skull showing through the head. Makeup Ooh. artist David B. Miller argued that an actor couldn't be convincingly made up that way, and a puppet would be hard to film and wouldn't blend well with live actors, so these ideas were eventually abandoned. But there is a kind of a... They do kind of do that in the remake. Because yeah. Freddy had... Yeah, because he had yeah. like kind of a... Yeah. Like an open wound here, you can see mm-hmm. his teeth and everything. Could you see his teeth through his cheek? I can't remember that. Yeah, I just in thought he behind... had different style burns. Like, nah, in, in the behind the scenes of the remake, they had like a little bit of a green patch here, and then they did that in with the effects. Yeah, okay, yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks pretty bad. Take your word for it, <laughs> for sure. I mean, the pus would have been cool, gross, but mm. cool. Bobby's coming, guys. We're up to seven oh, again. Shit. <laughs> we already uh, heard from him we already heard his 10 minutes wait you know what no he had his 10 minutes no that's fine because i still never got his score did you oh he didn't say his score yeah <laughs> how are you giving us an 11 minute video and no fucking score bro? yeah wow, this is he wow. did that the last time he did a video because yep. i swear, had, I, had I had the calculator up and that's, i was just like <laughs> Did I that's, miss it, or was I? Maybe I wasn't paying attention. That I last video, though, that was great because he sent us sent it in three parts, and he sent the same part twice. <sighs> I partially blame myself for not checking before putting it all <laughs> so together. <laughs> Anyways, the first time Freddie is seen in the movie, he isn't being played by Robert Englund, but by special effects man Charles Ballard in that Ballardinelli, as he was the only one who knew exactly how to cut the glove and insert the blades. Oh, that's cool. So that wasn't England's hands. It always throws me off. Like when I put mine in today and it always shows that little screen because I'm like, oh, wait, did I put the wrong fucking like widescreen versus full screen bullshit? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, nope. That's just a movie. Never mind. That's just a movie. I always kind of forget that. One of the main reasons Johnny Depp was chosen was because Wes Craven's daughter thought he was dreamy and threatened to run away from home if he was not cast in the movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess they should call it because you know johnny depp johnny depp a actor man. actor david warner was originally cast to play freddy makeup tests were done but he had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts replacing him was difficult at first kane hodder who would later better be known as uh playing fellow slasher icon jason Voorhees, was among those who Wes craven talked about talked with about the role of freddy uh, England eventually got the part by showing up at his audition with ash smeared under his eyes to sink them, greasing his hair back with a dipstick from under the hood of his car, and blinking as little as possible. Hmm. I'm trying to... Dude, Kane Hodder as Freddy to me, I just see Super Freddy, and it's not... Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know what I mean? Like, just giant, big, bulky Freddy. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, he has played Freddy in Jason. He has. Out. He technically has, but as for like me trying to envision a full look, just, mm, I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm with you there. Yeah. The sparking glove effect seen throughout the movie was achieved by attaching the glove to a car battery. The Mm -hmm. famous scraping noise was created by scratching a steak knife on the underside of a metal chair. 
fuck yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder how many things they scraped with that knife till they got to chair. You know what I mean? Like they obviously started with plate and they're like, that's not, that's not it. We need something else. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm imagine going to, what was that? I just imagine I'm going to like a, I just imagine I'm going to like a target and just like, Get a steak knife through all the departments. Lemon. Lemon didn't work. Fuck cereal box. Shit. You know, it's like, oh, let's go around. Oh, let's you know, try wash was a close yeah. Bobby. Bobby. Hi, I'm late, but I've made it at least to some degree. Yeah, it's Maybe. a good thing you did because you never gave us a fucking score again. What do you mean I didn't? Which video did you take? The 11 minute video you left. Instead of five out of five. When did you say that? You must have said that. None like, of us heard it. All right. Well, I'm going to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continuing on. In the original script, Freddy's famous red and green sweater was red and yellow, based on the colors worn by Plastic Man, who, like Freddy, could change his form. The idea was that whatever Freddy changed into would be yellow and red. However, when Wes Craven read an article in Scientific American in 1982 that said the two most contrasting colors to the human retina were red and green, he decided to alter the colors. Man, that's just weird. Like, now I want Plastic Man Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Because Plastic Man's always kind of been, like, on the la- on the level, right? Like, yeah. toes the line, I guess. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, not like terrible bad guy. Usually just more like bank robber dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn was supposed to rise from the bed after the bed bloodbath scene, but that was cut. That is actually in the deleted scenes. It didn't look it didn't look. Yeah, it looked like it looked awful. It looked dumb. Hmm. So there's supposed to be some dilapidated body remaining yeah. after all he that come, blood. He, he, no, he comes out normal. Like, yeah, so like all the blood death. comes out, and then he comes out normal. So it's like, yeah, that'd be weird. Why? Yeah, what would be the know. point of where'd all that blood yeah. come from? I don't know. They should have just like thrown like a cube chuck roast up from the middle of the bed instead. Like Glenn, <laughs> just got a like a pot, arrow pointing pot, down. Fucking pile of hamburgers on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still listening to ABBA for some reason. Oh, if, this, if you... this was a later in the series entry, they would have like thrown up like a skin sack, like an empty fucking skin yeah, sack. There like yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you would Did you guys notice that uh, later on when Nancy was uh, going through the boiler room, he uh, Freddie had trophies of all of his victims. Mm-hmm. Because he found Tina's, oh, she found Tina's cross, um, Rod's switchblade was laying there, and then she found Glenn's headphones. Yeah. Oh, and I never noticed that until, the, until watching it today. I can't I noticed the way that I've really I paid attention, dude. Yeah, when she picks up, the first thing she does is she picks up the cross, and then the, the switchblade's laying there right beside it. Like, she never really acknowledges that. I just thought oh. that was an interesting little tidbit to, to note. Wow, man, after all the times of watching this, never watched, <laughs> never noticed. Interesting. Okay, the scene where Freddy presses through the wall above Nancy was shot by stretching a sheet of spandex across a hole in the wall and pressing against it. In the shot, Freddy's played by special effects designer Jim Doyle. Nice. That's probably that's probably my favorite shot in the whole film, too. I was going to say, so, it's like my favorite effect. It's so cool, and it's just, it's not anything like super over the top. It's just... It, but it's very creepy. Yeah. It's incredibly creepy and very effective. What happened? No, I'm there just fucking with, I'm trying, I'm fucking with views because I'm seeing like what works the best. But okay. I think this one, honestly, in this movie, Nancy is shown watching the Evil Dead as she struggles to stay awake watching it. Craven decided to include the scene because Raimi had featured a poster of Craven's "The Hills Have Eyes" in that film as a jab to show audiences the movie they're watching is scarier than Craven's. 
As a response to Craven's in-joke, Raimi showed Freddy Krueger's glove in the tool shed of Evil Dead 2, and later in Ash vs. Evil Dead in honor of his passing. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't know if I saw that episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. That second season? I couldn't tell you. Mm. The scene where Nancy is attacked by Krueger in her bathtub was accomplished with a special bottomless tub. The tub was put in the bathroom set that was built over a swimming pool. During the underwater sequence, Heather Langenkamp was replaced with a stunt woman. So unfortunately, that's not her side boob you get to see. Yeah, but we get to see her side boob later on, so whatever. That's true. Kinda. Not a better not a not a better shot by any means. But more like a back more like a back side boob. But side it's boob is side boob. You I'll know see. what though? Bob, sometimes that's the shot that does it for me more than the direct one. No, I, no, no, that's because it leaves you to your imagination. Yeah, hey, that's, like, hey, hey, that's just like back in the day, you know, some of us had to, you know, finish our business to the old Sears catalog. You mean like the dude in 09? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at this Land's End while I... Oh, God. Over this. <laughs> he, was ready, he was ready to do it in... in right there in, in the fucking everything. living yeah. room. Yeah, at least go to a spare bedroom home. Go like, to the you bathroom, know I mean? something. <laughs> Could have went outside. Like, dude, what... Was he just smoking weed or was there something else in there? He's just like, fuck it, big open space. <laughs> you can't blame that on, listen, you cannot blame that on weed, man. That's just No, bad. I'm not. I'm saying it had to be something more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, sure. for uh, sure. Okay, moving on. Charlie Sheen, John Cusack, Brad Pitt, Kiefer Sutherland, Nicolas Cage, and C. Thomas Howe were all considered for the role of Glenn. Nick Cage is Glenn? Glenn? Yes. Yeah. Charlie Sheen got turned down because he wanted three thousand dollars a week, and they didn't have it for him. That was a laundry list of actors, bro. Holy shit! But there's only now one. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, I'm imagining well, see, Nick Cage playing Elvis Fred, playing Glenn. See, I'm imagining Nick Cage playing Freddy now, and I kind of want to see that. But I could see that. <laughs> no, all I could think weird. all I could think of was those old AI weird. prompts I did with Nicolas Cage's Dumbledore, and it turned out fucking epic. Now you got to do Nick Cage and oh, Freddy Krueger, and Freddy Krueger, man. Like, what would his Freddy be like, dude? Especially nowadays with where how he's at and shit. Dude, that'd be I don't know. I think he'd want to. Would it be neurotic Freddy? Would it be good? Would it be bad? Would it yeah. be weird? <laughs> you know, on a similar level, and I don't know why this just popped into my head. Just picture Christopher Walken as Freddy. Oh, fuck. I, I wish I what could era, do this What era, Christopher Walken? Dude, I would say the the, the 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 Christopher Walken, you know, to that era, to the, the early to mid eighties. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Christopher we're so Walken. we're talking um, like oh, Dead Zone. Yeah. Dead Zone. Thank you. Buddy. Dead Zone. Okay. I mean, I don't think it would be a terrible fit. He wasn't in his weird little shtick thing at that point. No, he wasn't doing the I'm no. Christopher Walken. Like yeah, he wasn't, wasn't putting random periods in his. Yeah, he wasn't. You know, I'm surprised it wasn't Sam Neill. They they make him crazy and everything. It was supposed to be <laughs> Sam Neill. We touched Neil on that. as Freddy would probably be really good. Couldn't Just be any. Couldn't be any worse than the possession. Yeah, but he's his <laughs> acting in that was still solid. Just that movie sucked ass. Like, I'm not going to blame touch Sam Neill. That film, so. I'm not gonna blame Sam Neill for that, dude. Like, I feel like he still <laughs> yeah. brought what he needed to bring. Sam he Neill gets does. an all-time pass for Event Horizon and In the Mouth of Madness. I'm it's sorry, because he's great in both yeah. of them. In Mouth of Madness, Mouth of Madness is mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Uh huh. Um, 
Man, Sam Neill, though, would be a good. He'd probably be way too old to do it now, though. Like, fuck yeah. Although, Kevin Bacon's wanted to do it. And I know that's always like barked up. That's always been a tree that's been barked up the last like decade or so. If you'd seen his performance in The Woodsman, you would understand why he would be perfect for Freddy. Is The Woodsman a horror movie? What is that? Nah, it, it's a drama about an ex-pedophile that gets released out into the everyday life. And it's an interesting film. I'm not saying that it's one for all, but if okay. you'd seen his performance in that, you could definitely see why he would probably play a really good Freddy. Gotcha, Ooh. gotcha. Okay. Solid to know. The Woodsman, you said? Yep. I'm going to look that up. All right. Chad Daddy? Okay, more work was done for Freddy's boiler room than made it into the film. The film crew constructed a whole sleeping place for Freddy, showing that he was quite a hobo, an outcast, and reject, reject from society. Living and sleeping where he worked and surrounding himself with naked Barbie dolls and other things as a showcase of his fantasies and perversions. This place was supposed to be where he forged his glove and abducted and murdered his victims. Okay. Right. I mean, naked, naked make, Barbie makes dolls. sense. Naked Barbies. Freddy's sweater usually has eight or nine stripes across his body. However, in the original, he has 11 stripes and none on his sleeves. This was because he was originally supposed to wear a sleeveless sweater vest in early makeup tests, but David B. Miller didn't like the put and put the vest over a red long sleeve sweater. Oh. Huh. Okay. So it's, not even, so it's not even a complete sweater. It's nope. two pieces. That's even weirder. But if Weird. you look at it, it's like, wait a minute. You don't even notice. Yeah, but like... How weird would he look with a sweater vest, dude? He's just like I know, I'm thinking about fucking I'm just, Rambo yeah. bull, like <laughs> look at these arms. You know, I'm just thinking like, about sweater vest Freddy. It's kind of like a little bit of cliff hook. He probably would have had like a long sleeve shirt underneath or something. Yeah, yeah. would it be like a dress, yeah. like a dress shirt? Like, yeah, I think it would have been like a dress shirt because he's already wearing the brown slacks, so it would have been maybe like a white. Long no, I think if you're putting him in a vest, it's got to be the Marty McFly vest. You put him in one of those, and then you yeah. say, "What's up?" <laughs> God, that way that would burn to your body. In the end scene, the top of the convertible comes down faster and harder than expected. The expressions from the actors and actresses is real. Nice. Always enjoy when you get uh, a little bit of real, like spooked terror in the film. Okay, I already mentioned the whole deleted scenes about the deleted subplot about the their sibling being killed by Freddy. Uh, the scene when Marsh talks to Nancy about Kruger's death and shows her his glove was extended. Not only would her mother inform her that the Elm Street te teenagers were not only were not only children, but she would elaborate on what happened after the mistrial. The scene in the script was extended, and Marge goes into detail by saying that Fred did not die instantly in the fire, just like a demon surfacing from hell. A burning and frantic Kruger burst from his basement. As the flames consumed him, he threatened the parents and swore revenge. As Marge confesses to Nancy, it was actually she who took a gun and shot Fred, delivering the coup de grace. You know, that that would have made, made the end make a Way little better. bit more sense as to why he oh, yeah. was able to walk up the stairs on fire and he went specifically for the mom. Mm. That yeah. Been, that should have been kept That would have made way more fucking sense. Exactly. And just that weight of the shotgun blast to the head, dude, that's always like a good, like, oh, oh, moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, Bobby already mentioned the uh, revolving room. Uh, it was the same revolving set that we used for both uh, Tina uh, going up against uh, the ceiling and for the um, Blood Geyser sequence. 
Yeah. Well, that's smart right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, the ele- gotta, and the electrocution that happened too. So just got to redress it. And that's a, yeah, right. Okay. They the also un- used, unplanned one. And also finally, Earth's gravity was also used in another take for the TV version, in which a skeleton shoots out from the hollowed out bed and smashes into the ceiling. I've never oh. seen it. Wait, a skeleton? When did this happen? Skeleton be cool. In the TV Actually, a skeleton season, would make right? a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I never watched the TV series. Like I only saw maybe like the very first episode, which was like the court case, and that was about the first it. episode was the like the best like shelled out one. The rest was of them, that the you know, court one exactly what it is. Yeah, was that the, the yeah. Freddy story where he's in? Court? It was the only yeah. It was the only one about Freddy. That was the only yeah. one I cared about. <laughs> oh, there was another one about him, I think too. Wasn't was there, there later on in the in the series? Last There's I knew one was on Tubi. Off the check. Yeah. I think you could buy them now on DVD. But you know what? At least it had Freddy in it, unlike the Freddy exactly. Queen fucking series. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, that, that, oh, so bad. Fucking so bad. Crystal Lake X-Files is what they should have fucking called that. I don't know, man. I, I tried <laughs> to no, 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 no. It's pretty bad. Of course it is. It's hokey as shit. Dude, the Friday the 13th was such a letdown as a kid, because I was like, there's a series? This is nothing like the fucking movies. What the fuck? Yeah, like you said, at least Freddy's nightmares. Freddy's doing stupid shit, so it's like, huh? At least he's here. So I think All Friday right. 13th would have been weird. It's been like the off season. Crystal Lake, he's just like going around. <laughs> he's like, I gotta find something to do. He's See, that's one cool, day though, because then he's just wandering like, around the woods, killing animals. Because then making a hammock. It's like no reason. Fishing. <laughs> All you're doing yeah. there is you're just making Bigfoot episodes, but people are looking for Jason instead of Bigfoot. That's all it is. It's there just you go. Off season. They could have a Mother's Day episode where he just walks around with his mom's head, taking her places, and having tea by the lake, chocolates and flowers. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Father's Day is just crying. Yeah. <laughs> Arbor Day, Jason. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> <laughs> he, t- he, could pop his, he could pop his one eye out and be like, "Here, mom, I have an eye for you." You know. Oh, so we shit. actually uh, have uh, a comment here. It didn't pop up, but uh, Billy. Said Freddy's glove was in the season one finale of Ash vs. Evil Dead. So nice, okay. thanks, bud. All right. Anything else, Chad Daddy? Or that, the cheeks closed and the ready? Okay. Questiones. Questiones. Let me pull up the list. Not that I should need it, but uh, all right, gang. There's a fucking whole bunch of us. <laughs> Bob, I'm gonna start with you just because you're already here. I don't, if, even if you said it in the video, that's fine. Where'd you I watch don't remember what I said anyway. <laughs> That's uh, DV- but where did you watch? Neither did us. Neither did we. Clearly. <laughs> uh, DV- I have the regular DVD. Fair enough. Brody? Uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Scuba. I think Amazon Prime. All right. Uh, Dave? Uh, Smartbox 24-7 Nightmare on Elm Street channel. Yeah, buddy. What? What is that? Smart box, Smart box is one of those has nice boxes you can buy that has everything for free. All they have a twenty four seven Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday Thirteenth, Halloween, Stephen King, all of those. Wow. What in the fudge? All right, okay. Redhead of the Dead. Uh, Torrent. <gasps> you pirate! Illegal. Pirate! No, don't pirate. say pirate. Oh. Do not say the word pirate. Shiny. She'll be coming. will fucking burst into the room if you say the word pirate. You can't singing a, singing she's, a, she's, she's, she's rising up behind you now. Is Kai Nai Joe a pirate? He might be. I, I thought it was something that, else. Right? Jesus Christ, name. I heard her laughing down the hallway. <laughs> 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 and the baby's here, too. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, nobody, nobody called Hi there. Now we said Mary Lou. Say the P word. Say the P word. Right, right. So is it my turn to be on here now? No, go, go, go away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Chad Daddy? Ooh, I got the old school DVD box set. Ooh, nice. I uh, I also watch this on old school DVDs. So. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, nice. okay, cool. Nice. The real way, sorry. All right. Douche of the film. The mother. The mom. Yeah. I can't disagree with that one. I, I, yeah, I went in thinking the mom even before watching this based on memory. So, yeah, I agree. Yep, she's a cunt. I hate her makeup. It looks mm-hmm. trash. Fuck her. When she's laying in bed, when Nancy's talking to her, it almost looks like she has no fucking eyebrows. Yes. And it weirded me the fuck out. She looks like a mannequin, dude. Like, it's just Hold weird. on. Hold on. Shut Wait. up. No, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Two words. That's different. She's Two words. Hot. No, no, she's hot. Hot. no, she's not hot. No, she's she not is hot. not. She is not. Yes, I'm sorry. No, yes, she is. No, she's not. Yes, she is. Thank you, Dave. Yes, she is. That's a no. Nope. Can't do it. Heather, what do you think? If that's what, if that's what hot is, then Freddy Krueger was just so smoking throughout the whole movie. Ooh. I mean, obviously. Oh, technically. <laughs> oh! That's <laughs> right. But we got a honorable no, no, mention. What? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You got to audible mention the cop who's ignoring Nancy when she's screaming. Oh, the secondary the dude. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe I should go get her. Maybe I should go get her dad. <laughs> but no. What do you think? We were we were discussing Mia Goth, hot or not? Uh, who's Mia Goth? I can't picture it right now. Who's the chick X, in X, X and, and Max, uh, Pearl and Pearl? Pearl. She'll I probably look hot in Maxine because she's a fucking porn star and that. I just want to see it because Halsey's in it, and I love Halsey, so. Nay. Kevin Bacon's in it, too. Oh, hell yeah. Really? Yep. Is he a producer? Is he a porn probably. producer? Probably. He's probably. I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see something like that. Yes. All right. Um, Everybody say who the. Who I think we got all the. Yeah. I, well, I actually, actually, I was saying it was the mom, but it's also a tie for me, the mom, and then Rod wearing a fucking leather jacket with a shirt like a dickhead. <laughs> you know what man it's a, listen yeah. it's a bold move because oh, you know chaffage is going to yeah. be involved so oh yeah not, yeah sure. the skinny chick yeah she's not pretty wow yeah. i don't know man. Yeah. thinking about rod wearing the the leather jacket without a shirt all i could think of is that fucking episode of friends when ross was wearing leather pants didn't he get like stuck in them or something he, like that? I he couldn't get them back up. Oh <laughs> he, yeah, he, he sat down to take a shit, couldn't pull them back up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh no, I agreed. Yeah, the mum, she was a smug cunt lying there on the couch, and I was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> this well, also, this is also a prime example of how did you get custody of her again, you alcoholic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just the fact of how much she just, and granted. I understand Nancy's definitely coming out of left field with some crazy accusations at this moment, which is hard to take, but she's just so dismissive of her daughter. Grand uh-huh. obviously, yes. cause that's the boozing too, but yeah. All right. Well, she throws away the hat. She's like, Hey, did you give that to dad to investigate? No, I threw it away. She didn't, well, she it away, did it. She, she put it, it in, in the, the goddamn. Yeah. She hit it in the drawer right behind her. Yeah. Foiled by asking for an oven mitt. Oh shit, I forgot it was there. (laughs) Wait, if the hat's here, what did I throw away? Yeah. She's also just so prepared around the house with a bottle of vodka everywhere. It looks like it's Malibu, bro. 
I don't know what the fuck she's drinking, but it looks I gross. Don't know. Yeah, I was wondering. Vodka. I was hoping one time I could see the label because I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah like, you never she's saw. Just it. Get, she, she's just getting drunk on the creme de mint. Just walking yeah. around. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Alrighty, gang. Favorite. Brody laughed like he'd been there. <laughs> I have. I fucking right. have. Vietnam flashback. <laughs> Favorite kill. Favorite Glenn. kill. Glenn. Tina, actually, for me. I'm gonna go yeah, Tina. Fucking for me. Tina. Tina. Yeah. The build up. Tina. That was I so intense. Tina's Tina's was fucking brutal, and mm-hmm. I just I like Glenn's is cool. Like Jim Rock's a fucking great fucking kill, but I just feel like Tina's is more. Tina's is yeah, intense, brutal. dude. Like you yeah. actually feel. I feel like you feel for her because you see her suffer oh. through it. Versus yeah, Glenn's yeah. Like up oh, uh, the hole. It, it's way more visceral than Glenn's to me, even though like, you know, guys are blood. Awesome. However, she's struggling, literally can't fight her attacker. No one can help her drag up her, a wall. And her dude's there like helpless, just watching it happen too. So yeah, like, his... yeah. that's, All that's right. literally the kill that grabs you by the balls and said, this is totally different than what you've ever seen at the time. Exactly. Now, granted, we didn't have a lot of kills to choose from and the, I don't think any of them are really a bad choice. I mean, it, so, you guys yeah, make a strong no. argument, but I'm sticking with Glenn. No, no, yeah. Gl- Glenn's yeah, one no, of the yeah. ones because those two are the definitely the most memorable out of any of the other ones in this film, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so. if you say Nightmare on Elm Street kills, the most iconic one's gonna be Glenn. I mean, that's everybody always. That's what Glenn. most people go to, just because yeah. a it's Johnny yeah. Depp and b it's like guys are right. Yeah. All right, <laughs> best scene. No, fuck. For, for the uh, face press against the wall for me. That's my Ooh, favorite. That was solid. That really is. Loved how they did it. Hated how they ruined it in the fucking remake. Yeah, that yeah. was horrible. I know I, I said it, but the moment from the camera pans up to Tina's window to the moment after her death, that whole sequence is my favorite. All right. Mine is the booby traps. Ooh, yes. Booby Heather. traps. High five. That's where I was at, too. I'm that gonna last, say the whole section. Ooh, I was okay. I was I was gonna go with the booby traps, but for me, the part that I loved the most was when her mom comes in and she's trying to get Nancy to go to bed and takes all the coffee and everything out of the room. And as soon as her mom walks walks out, she whips out the backup coffee maker. I love that. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> made pot of Yo, coffee. I saw I that, that and I said. Her mom would have smelled the fucking coffee. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I thought that too, but, but she mom, might not have because she already she had, already had one in there. Already had. She one. might have. And drunk. She, and I was gonna say drunk. she's definitely yeah. she's definitely hammered at that point. Going, I found it. I'm good. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, like true. I, I wouldn't be able to differentiate. Be like, wait a minute. It smells like there's more coffee. In you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, I don't, you wouldn't know because yeah. No, I just, just I, lo- I love that part. Her whipping out the back the backup coffee. Does she have a triple backup just in case? Like one's in the closet too. Uh, uh, I'm gonna bet she does. <laughs> Why is she just doing coke, man? It's the '80s. It should be able to be found. You know that's gonna keep you up. You're in high school. I mean, fuck. Everybody, bro. You're telling me what's his name in it? Come no, on, I'm saying they're yeah. in high school. Yeah, they should have. Her dad's a cop. She could yeah. go into the fucking oh, evidence room, bro. That, this wasn't in my notes, and I, I'm I thought for sure I put it in there, but I might have you know glossed over it real quick because I skipped some stuff. But uh, the dude playing Rod was going through a tough time and was mm-hmm. snorting heroin throughout filming. So he was high on heroin the whole time. He the whole scene oh. with him talking with Nancy in the um the j- jail in, in jail. And Heather Langenkamp had no idea. She just thought he was that dedicated to the part. 
Oh. <laughs> he so sold he, me. Well, he, <laughs> he, he, even say, he even says it too. He's like, my life was horrible at the time. So he's like, yeah, that, that was act, not acting at all. Interesting. Brody, what was your favorite kill? I feel like you were silent on that one. Always. Best scene. Best scene. Or best scene. I'm sorry. Best scene. The whole lead up to Tina's death when Freddie's like, Tina, watch this. Cuts his fingers oh, off. So and then she pulls his face off, reveals a skeleton, and then it cuts <laughs> to the death scene. That whole lead up with the arms in the alleyway, just everything. Just, just the smile on his face for cutting off two fingers. The pure joy in his face is mm-hmm. terrifying alone. He's like looking back at it. And he's like, huh? check this like, shit out. Did bitch. I really just do that? I do love that little like jump from behind the tree. I don't know why. Yeah. It's yeah. always just like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would have laughed after he cut his two fingers off. He goes, ha, huh, and they don't grow back. And he just goes, fuck. <laughs> he's, <scary. laughs> he's like, shit. I don't need all five. No, he's got he's got a ready-made shocker right there. There you go. Ah. Yeah, right. All righty. Uh, let's see. Worst I had to, like, do that first or scene. Worst I think it's the sleep scene. center. It's like. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. Slow, yeah. It's boring. Yeah, the whole the, scene where the mom's talking with the doctor was pretty. Yeah. And does anyone notice the electrode on her chin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I laughed so hard. <laughs> Hmm. Sorry, I'm uh, just looking at everybody else's. I'm gonna, you know, too. I'm gonna, I'll agree with that. Yeah, because that totally that could have been that that could have easily. But I mean, but we do get her pulling the hat from the dream world. So I mean, it, I I can't say that. Oh, it's not necessary, but because I mean, if it wasn't for that scene, we wouldn't have gotten that aspect of her being able to pull him from the dream world. That's true. I mean, but they could I like have had that happen. You're... It didn't have to be at the sleep lab for that to happen. They could have put that anywhere. True, but I like in the mm-hmm. sleep lab that you see him, like he says, oh, a normal nightmare is like a four or five, and all of a sudden hers is at a 20. I don't know. I think he's up with the 30. numbers. Yeah, like I, I, I like that because it's like, uh, well, this isn't normal. I'm going to yeah, say the shitty, put... the, the shitty scene between her and her mom in the kitchen when she drops the bottle of vodka or whatever the fuck she's drinking, just because the acting's so just kind of meh in that scene. Yeah, because the mom, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't like how she, the mom is acting. Well, it was both. It was, it was both. It was both Heather and and the mom's acting in that scene was just kind of meh. I, I agree with that one. It could have been a little more fleshed out. Hmm. Did you have a worse scene, Bernie? <laughs> what the fuck? Worse scene. <laughs> oh shit, we do a worse scene, are we? Um. <laughs> I know I can't think. I'm trying to think of one that I'm just like meh. <laughs> Is it the guy on the floor? No. Oh no. All right, let's see. Hey, Worst I'll say to T Scoot. Worst It is hard. It is really hard to pick like a bad scene. I know because there's not really any. Like I would just say maybe the the secondary cop dude who's just kind of annoying because it's like I, I mean if you're watching her break out windows and he's still just like huh that's not weird you know what I mean like 
What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> no, he has the best line. Maybe I should go get the Verizon. Yeah, yeah you think? Yeah, bro, she smashed out three <laughs> own windows in yeah. her own house and is screaming <laughs> bloody murder. Uh, maybe just me. Yeah. If you look, you look really close to his name tag. It's uh, he's Private Gump. It's funny, just right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 oh, I should go get him. Yeah, you think so? I think I'm gonna go get that. I understand it's supposed to be a little bit of comedy, but it's just more annoying. So. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with any scene of the mum because yeah, she's a fuckhead. So, Gene, you didn't like the blow up doll going through the door window? <laughs> oh my god! I was actually. I was actually going to say that, that was that was probably my worst scene. Was the very it was end. pretty bad. Yeah, it was like because it's just because it's just tacked on and weird. Yeah, you know? like I don't I know. know why they 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 saw that in final print and they were like, yes. We well, <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you could thank Bob Shea for that. I know Wes. They're probably all coked up when they fucking did this shit. Wes was like, I don't know why they put that in there. Bro, there's no way. Wes had a happy ending. Yeah, he did. There's no way that looked good in 84 even. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, that's clearly a blow. No, Bob Bob had a cut from a home movie, like his kid made or something of that. And he's just like, I'm splicing this in. He'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) Right at the end. Ah, That's a solid call. Thanks, Gene. Um, All right. Did the opening scene hook you in? Oh my yes. god, yes. Fuck yes. Yes. Yeah, it was solid, dude. It was awesome. I mean, well, you also get it, the making of the glove. If you don't love that scene, you don't like horror. <laughs> I even like it in New Nightmare because that glove looks mm. fucking gnarly. Oh, the, the New Nightmare glove, glove is fucking that's, amazing. That's my favorite glove, mm. too. The bone oh, not the, one? Sorry, I'm not talking about the bone glove. It's like the, uh, the robot actual robot. animatronic. Oh, I'm, ta- oh, I'm talking oh. about the oh, yeah. one. Oh, okay. okay, the animatronic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. It was fun when we get to that, that one. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Yeah. It's a pretty solid movie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty oh, damn good. It was one of those ones I actually probably saw the most as a kid out of any of the actual ones out of the series for some reason. I don't know why. That always, that always happens. It always played later. the most, it felt like, on TV and shit. So. All right. Most attractive character. Nancy. Glenn. Tina. Mr. Depp. Tina, because you know she did some dirty shit, probably. Yeah. You know what? I'm going John Saxton, because you know he knows martial oh. arts. I was about to say, <laughs> you know, Freddie oh. never fucked with him because he he saw Enter the Dragon. He was like, fuck yeah, not that, that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, everybody else, not that guy. Anybody but that guy. John yeah, Saxton. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm actually going to go with Nancy. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Nancy. Yeah, she was a cute. Nancy mm-hmm. was. Especially after she got that gray shit. I say the, the gray hair rogue style? Yeah. yeah. And she still looks great today. Uh, yeah, she does. Yeah, she, yeah. she looks good, but the girl playing Tina looks better. She's Fair. aged a little bit better. Fair. What about yeah. Lynn Shay back in the day? Oh, Lynn Shay. Oh, there you go. I always hop for teacher. I don't know. Every I'm, time I every I time I see her in Steve's eyes for like two every seconds, time I, I see her, why. all I can think I of is Kingpin. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. All right, boys and ladies. Uh, did the score set the mood? Hell yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I got a hot take for this. This is better than any Friday score because it's an actual score, I feel. Wrong. I, I just like the 80-ness of the fucking score. Yeah, like, you get some so sweet synth in fucking there. fucking 80s and so dum, synth. Dum, dum, I will, dum, I will dum, put Friday great. 5 soundtrack against this any day. Ooh. Now, I'll, t- I'll take this. That's just me. I'd almost have to like listen to them 
by themselves. To compare, I do that frequently. I, I, I think what happens with this score that makes it so good is the fact that it feels like like a like a bedtime lullaby, like a twisted one yeah. every time you're then it's very got... subtle and it's perfect. But like but man, when you get them bass hits, dude, like you're just like into So uh Billy Highsmith says the worst scene was her looking at her gray hair and saying, God I, God, I look twenty years old. Which she was twenty years old when this came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me wonder how that's funny. Um but that's what um, a teenager would say, really. Yeah, right. Like, uh, it looks so old. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best song. Uh, Whatever the I song like the, is playing through the, the fucking end credits. I was going to say the end credits song for me. Oh, hell no. The jump rope song. Oh, we going jump rope? We're I'm going, going actual... Fuck it. It's a nursery rhyme. I'm, I'm One, picking All right. Up. Okay. I'll pick that. Fuck it. Hmm. I can't say docking yet. I need to wait two more episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More. And, yeah that get, and, and that one you get to choose two songs. <laughs> That's right. Dream Warriors. It's was Glenn listening to I don't know. Into the Fire is a banger. The sad part is I'm trying to think of best song, and that's all that's playing in my head is Dream Warriors. <laughs> that's not even has, oh, it has to. Uh, fuck it, dude. We'll go what were you saying there, Brody? Was uh, Glenn listening to anything through his headphones? He was, but you couldn't really tell what it was. It just sounded like background noise almost yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was wham he's just the jude book yeah you could be right was there any music when they were hanging out at, like the sleepover with you know at the beginning no just just that mixtape no. <laughs> yeah that was that's the best song the best sound song. effects yeah explosions and screaming that's awesome yeah, no, that could work too. All right, favorite character, Freddy. Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. Nancy and Freddy. I, I had both. If he wasn't an entertaining character, we wouldn't really care for the rest of the series. So I'm gonna yep. have to go exactly. With Freddy. Yeah. Okay. Was it scary? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Oh, yep. oh big time. Absolutely. Yarp. I would say, as a kid, first watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Does it hold up today? Very well. Yep. Fuck yes. yeah, it does even yeah. better oh, than the reboot yeah. in itself. Yes, it oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not even a thought. Okay. How is the acting? It was good for the most part, except for the mom. Yeah. Take the mom out and you, you're pretty solid. All was her time. acting shitty just because she was supposed to be drunk? I'm hoping. I think that's probably. That's what I always kind of went with it. So whenever she's just so out of it, like, oh my god, no, Um, no, Nancy, oh fuck. I mean, you're not wrong, dude. You almost expect like a boom to come down in the shot. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) again, it makes me wonder how did you end up with the mother again when your father's a perfectly sane man? You don't know the rest of his backstory. Yeah, but I, but we could see hers, and the woman's got a <laughs> bottle of something in every single room. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm gonna say acting was pretty solid for the most part. It's, mom it's was right. kind of, mom was kind of, eh. Nancy, even in a couple scenes, was a little like, yeah, maybe questionable, but it's hard to tell. Yeah, being young, you know, first role, and also supposed to be in a character in a weird mindset. No. Okay. Did we like the cinematography? Very much yes. so. Yeah. 
Yeah, Any we, specific moments that anybody wants to mention? The extreme close-up on Tina's face when she wakes up from, from her first nightmare. Like super sweaty? Like, yes. <sighs> I love the corridor scene where the lamb runs down it. And yeah. Tina's there standing in the background. Mm. Just with a the, silhouette of her. Okay. I'm actually going to go with the dream scene in the hallway. Like with pulling the body bag. I was going to say that. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I'll is always that. my hands down. Like, like the wall. Best and favorite. Ooh. Yeah, and the wall. Also great wall. cinemas. Yeah. Such mm-hmm. a simple fucking shot. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the coolest things to always do at a haunted house if anybody's just working with one of those walls. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's fun, dude. It's perfect. It works so well. CGI ruins everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. All right. So cinematography is a two thumbs up all around. How do we like the premise, gang? Love it. Come on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely perfect. Love it. Love it and wish they would have kept the subplot of them having older siblings. Yeah. The mom shooting Freddy. I want the mom to shoot the Freddy. I want at least that in there. I say, yeah, I I would like the full story she had. But premise wise, yeah. Fucking loved it. It It's great. Yeah, I loved it. On the whole series. So obviously it was good. I, I, sorry, sorry, John. I just have a question, and use my double into this. Um, Hopefully. So Glenn stays over at Heather's house, and she goes, "Wake me up if you see anything." Anything, right, yeah, wrong. yeah. So she goes inside the dream, and then she's walking down the road, and then she's like, "Glenn, are you there?" So is Glenn and in then the he, dream with her? Yeah, yes. he, I think he, yeah, he's in the he's dream in the with dream her. world with her. Which so how can you he wake her up? That should have been her first yeah, inclination that he was asleep. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even catch that because I always thought yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, "Yeah, I'm right here." It's like, wait a minute, how are you both in the fucking dream world? That doesn't work like that. Like, well, it also makes me go like, "Well, wait a minute, how'd you get behind that tree?" Well, shouldn't she be like, "Wake me up now, then, idiot!" Like, you're not awake, obviously. Yeah, well, I don't think she knew she was asleep yet. You know what? This was '84. Uh, okay. She should have said, "Wake me up before you go." Before you go, go. Oh, that's right. Hey, Another wham reference on the Gore and War podcast. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Gene, I like that take. Throw that up here. I always took the bad acting due to lack of sleep, including alcoholism. Fair enough. Solid, solid. All righty. And was the climax satisfying? Now, where are we setting the climax here for this one? Is it her beating Freddy or the ending where Freddy pulls the blow up to mom? The climax would be Uh, her fighting Freddy because that's where the blow culminates. Yeah. From right. the scene of her, oh, then fucking absolutely, bro. yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I just, we're not. I almost wish she adjusted the sledgehammer to either like lower to hit him in the balls, or like higher to just like face doof. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was thinking that I'm like, dude, I wonder if that if somebody set up a hammer like that just high enough to smack somebody in the face, oh, that would, would fuck kill you it? up. No, I know it would oh, fuck yeah. you up, but would it kill you? Yeah. Um, it depends yeah. on, on, on the way to the sledge, and yeah. only oh, yeah. only because it made me think of that shitty fucking Christmas movie we watched. Here you go. Oh. But he had the pickaxe, which obviously that was like no, 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 with the paint can. Oh, the paint can came down and smashed. Sorry, I you said the pickaxe, which I was thinking you're next, which is the ending of that. No, the sledgehammer will right to the face. I, dude, it'll, it'll that would. Kill de- if it didn't, if it doesn't kill you, it's definitely breaking your jaw, Brody, nose. Or like, your, they do it in Leatherface Three. Yep, opening yeah. scene. Oh yeah. To the head. yeah, But then they put old mate upside down, and then they have they the little girl pulls the cord, and it That's comes right. down and yeah. whacks him. I would him. also say just, how much uh, pressure, like how big of a spring she's got on that thing too. You know what right. I mean? It's 
if it's just using gravity, I don't think it would. But if it was actually like spring loaded, like how it looked like she had it, probably could. I'm just laughing because when you said hit him in the balls, and I'm just imagining him taking a sledge right to the sack and just going, all the little Freddies and falling over the banister yeah. just right down <laughs> the fucking bottom. <laughs> I just oh, 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 boom. Done. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. That's the, definitely going to take him down way harder. Kids he killed, like, swim out of his ball sack. <laughs> right, now, like, now like those, those things demons. that Freddy's dead or whatever, those like Drain demons. demons. Oh my god. Now, yeah. All I can that, think was the deleted scene from Freddy versus Jason where Freddy kicks Jason in the balls. Looks at him as no balls, home oh, he's Oh yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Instead of now instead of P is stored in the balls, now it's gonna be souls are stored in the balls. <laughs> Just reference reference for Freddy. Yes. Alrighty, so climax was satisfying all around. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty, recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. Rewind. Like, I'm rewinding rewind. this shit. Rewind, rewind it. It shouldn't have been rebooted. I don't they're going to reboot it, so. Yeah, I'm not but... saying they couldn't have rebooted it. I feel they just did it in the wrong vein of yeah. it, and that's the problem. Like, they went too dark with it. If they didn't go so dark, I don't. Like, I've watched that movie. I, I, I even hate to admit it, dude. I've watched that movie a, a solid handful of times because I was like, the couple more times I started watching it, I actually started to enjoy at least Freddy's scenes more. But it's still well, Jack the Jack Hero Haley was good as yeah, Freddy. It was it's just, just the weight. It's just the weight of the gritty, gross pedo shit that you're just like, ah, no, man. That's what drags it down. And there was a lot of missed opportun- opportunities and missed potential in that movie, too. Yes, yeah, there no, were. No, there is. They could have done some fantastic dream sequences, and they didn't. No. And, or don't use CGI. Stick with practical effects. Still make things look fucking cool. You know what I mean? They also, like, f- for Jackie himself, like that, the makeup he had was it was too thick. He couldn't emote enough, like we see with Robert. It was too thick. There wasn't much to see on Freddy. I, I don't know. I thought he looked fine and like sounded yeah. cool and shit. It's well, just... no, no, like he, no, he looked fine, but like, it, it, I don't know his fit. He it just felt like there just wasn't enough of him through it. Like I don't know because we're all used to Robert England. He was able to come through it even with all of that on. He Jackie didn't. It felt like. I mean, I always kind of took that up to different burn effects too, because obviously, like Jackie, yeah. way more like that smooth down. Like there's nothing really almost left. Yeah. So he yeah, couldn't I really. You can't emote yeah. through that. Yeah. See what I—you looked alien. You know what I mean, like. What I would. What love, I wanted to look real. What I would love yeah. for them to do is do like a soft reboot. You know, bring Robert back as Freddy for one last movie. But you know, people have kind of forgotten who Freddy is. You know, it's mm-hmm. been a long time since he has had a victim, so he's kind of like all dilapidated and he's kind of falling apart. And then kind of go the part two route where he has to take over somebody's body. Okay. So you get a new Freddy body, but it's still a sequel. You know, kind of like. Uh, well, see, I that's kind of body that, from back through. That's kind of what I was what what I was saying earlier was the way that they could do it. Bring Robert back, just to show him as the initial Freddy. Exactly. But as we see people yeah. dreaming differently as he's entering people's dreams, he's a different person. Yeah, it's but isn't that just the new Candyman? Pretty much. That's just yeah. the new Candyman. No, that reminds me of because everybody's like got a different Candyman story. No, but the easiest way to get this solved is to have a guy named Corey Cunningham show up. (laughs) (laughs) He takes over. 
No, no. What no, happens Tito. to Freddy when he kills all the kids on Elm Street? Does he just sit in this dream realm and fade away as an no, old no, no. man? No, he every expands. town has an Elm Street. Yeah, he expands. Yeah, but but if you disregard that, say for instance, and just follow the physics of this film, does he does he keep one alive so he can live forever throughout the dreams, or like keep one in a coma, or fucking? Well, I think I, I think I think he would have to expand because eventually. The parents would catch on. They would either move away or send their kid away. And so it would branch out into, okay, well, I've killed everybody here, but there's still something lingering. And he would have to find that one last kid. And then it would just be there. I think he takes a needle point. (laughs) There was a a mid-2000s movie. Maybe you guys know, maybe you don't. But it was about like... There was some weird fucking scary video, and then it ended up like they put it online, so it went viral at the end. Like that was the big like, oh shit, it's affecting the world. Wasn't that rings? Rings? No, I've never seen rings, but it, I mean, it might. It's it literally the premise of rings. It probably was, but I've never, <laughs> I've never seen any of the ring movies. So, Dude, no, the this was one. Solid. This was one where like they had man. like they had like duct tape, and they had to like cover up their windows and shit. And there was this. Weird, oh, oh. Um, what the fuck was that? Uh, you yeah. guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. you was could it, almost do something like noise? that. White noise. No. I think it was white noise. I think yeah, it was white noise. White noise. This had to do with internet Pulse. shit. Pulse. Pulse. There you go. Pulse. Oh Say God, white I'm noise was fucking that. Batman, and that was not. That was not internet stuff at that point. That was like that was like internet 1.0 at best. Um, no, but I was going to say, like, you could almost do something like that where you could make Freddy viral. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cyber Freddy. Why not, dude? I mean, essentially, if you think about if you had some sleep sleep deprived motherfucker who's getting chased by him and he's making video blogs and then you got people watching these video blogs and then this dude literally gets unalived on the blog like how TikTok live. That's what I'm saying. That that could work. Yeah, they did the remake. That's right. They do that in the remake. That Chinese guy gets Mm -hmm. he's making blogs about how he can't sleep and then Freddie kills him on the camera. Oh, yeah. See, I, I I still think that aspect would work very well for Freddy, dude, where you could just expand that out. And they should also have it where he is, like uh, Chad was saying, forgotten, which they were supposed to do. And then they completely just went, yeah, that's worthless. All righty. So we are ready to rate this bitch. Now, Bob, are you sticking with your five out of five? Yes, I am. I, okay. stand, I stand 100% behind it. That's fine. Brody, what do you got, bud? Out of five. Oh, out of, the fucking out pressure. Of five. Dicey, knifey fingertips. Yeah, I'm going to go five. Okay. Scubas. Five. <laughs> Damn. Dave? I give it five high-kicking John Saxons. All right. I love it. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Alan? Heather? Wow, I feel bad. Don't feel bad. I, I, I got to go point <clears throat> three. Oof. Oh, my, 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 my black heart, my heart, my heart. Chad, daddy. Yeah, I'm working with everyone else. This is a perfect five for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm in Heather's camp. I'm not going perfect five. Wow. I will give it a four and a half, but I personally think there's other ones in the series that are better than this one. So I will not give it a perfect number. Uh, yes. Yep. No. But yeah. they would never exist without this one. 
Part three better be a fucking perfect Bob, I'm kicking Bob, everybody yeah. in the well, it, it will be that for me. Just, that does not matter if it doesn't exist. It wouldn't exist. Because the thing is, things can always be done better. Yes. True. That is my argument. This, and that's my this, argument. True. So with that, we're going to divide. God damn, dude. I'm doing some maths today. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had to do this much maths before. No, we haven't, dude. All right. So we got a 4.8 for 1984's. Eh, round round it up. To a five. Yeah, round that it's up. A <laughs> so no, it's a 4.8. It's a 5.8. It's a 4.8.2. So, no. Oh, Head Cannon man. makes it a 5 for me. I can't, yeah. dude. I can't give it a perfect 5 because even there's some times where it's like, there's a little bit of lull where I'm just like, uh, uh-huh. I don't care. And then let's just move it on. So, yep. So I okay. think we should skip nerd news only because there's a shit yeah. out of us and we're at the we're already two hour mark. mark so I wasn't going to say shit. I will say though. Wait, do we want to, do we want to talk about the ending? Like, okay. I want to talk about the ending. When is she asleep? Like she's awake. She pulls him into That's real world. Earlier. And then at some point That's she's asleep inception. again. When when right. does that happen? That's she might have never been a. Up. Maybe she never was awake. No, she no, she never woke up. She's still awake. in the dream, pretty much. Okay, because that's what I would go. Also, okay. Basically, basically half the movie from the time after Glenn's death, more or less, is the dream, and it probably it stays that way. Yeah, but she never wakes up. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, she does eventually because obviously we get to part three and she is there. So. Oh, well, Spoiler yeah. Rick, and, Rick and Morty do the perfect example of Inception. Yeah. Fuck. The Freddy yeah. Inception thing. Yeah. You Fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Fredception. Uh, Scary Terry. Scary, Scary Terry. Terry. Scary oh, Terry. Scary I love Terry, Scary bitch. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> No, we all know what happened to Freddy after this, dude. He went out searching for souls, and then fucking Shao Kahn found his ass, and he's like, nope, those are mine. And then- <laughs> all right. Uh, Chad, Eddie, what are we covering next week? Uh, next week, we are going back, and uh, we're watching House 2, the second story. Ooh, all right. Never nice. have seen that. Good. Neither have uh, I. That's, that's a good my one. pick. I'm excited for that shit. That's a good one. House yeah. 2, we can find that on Sweet, our favorite place of all, Tubi. Tubi. Also, or not Tubi. Pluto, Plex, Amazon. You name it, you got it. Sweet. Yeah. All righty. So, uh, man, there's a lot of us today. I don't... You know what? Let's just do all one giant see you later, Gorehounds. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> yeah. I'll give the whole big dating game kiss. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Happy and New Year. Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year. See us next week. Come back New next year. week. New Year penis. Ready,